Live from San Diego. Eleven o'clock comics episode one hundred and seventy. Still clipped a little bit at the end. You got it. I fixed it. Oh, you fixed it. I like it. I did laugh for a second. Oh yeah, because it takes so long to do that. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't have the chimes. I was I was waiting for the ding. ding, 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 ding clock strikes ten, but it wasn't there. I said, what the fuck? He's doing whatever he wants to do. I was free with got that chaos. Oh, you you did, and you did. You did put it out. I actually had a good time listening to you. Me too, me too. Got some country up in this shit. Yeah, what was the first song? It was fun to hear David and like It's always nice to for Chris to pretend he likes anybody. That that first song was Frank Lecker by one of my all-time favorite bands, Whiskey Town. All right, so appropriate, but. Yes. I heard. I'm like, eh, all right. Let's. I'll give another chance till the end. And the end. And yet, Hank. I was like, I, I gave you a little head fake there, didn't I? You did. Yeah. You sneaky guy. And then, and then you, you dropped some anthrax with Public Enemy. So okay, you've redeemed yourself. That, that, was, yeah. that was for both of you guys. That was a little anthrax. Was a little, little PE for my boy yep. Wood. Yeah, I like Public cool. Enemy. What, what's up with you? Well, yeah, but you're. I, I, I would say that you're more of an anthrax guy than a PE guy. Yeah. I would say yeah. that too. So that, yeah. that was for that was for both of our fallen brothers. We were pouring out a forty for you. So nice, but you know what? I enjoyed. I enjoyed the episode, but you got to you got to admit, there was no booby talk, no sodomy, no exploding eyeballs. Like what the hell? <laughs> it was mature and intelligent. For yeah. Well, I'm going to change that and then, this week. And then most of the stuff Vince talks about too never came up. <laughs> He's well rested. He is. Yes. <laughs> I'll be here all the week. I missed you, brother. Yeah. Oh, it's good to hear you guys' voices. Oh, I missed you. I missed you both. Honestly, we've been joking about it on the forums and 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 through DMs and and PMs with each other that uh, and BMs uh, <laughs> about and BMs um, about uh, you know about the uh, the Chris and David show. And uh, how it's you know best episode ever, and will obviously be the most popular one at the eleven o'clock. Right. Yeah, a couple people um, said that. I was like, you know, don't talk well, about I mean, me when I'm in the damn room. It's just All a right? big change of pace. But you guys are missed. I mean, it's it, it it was it was it was nice to be able to just spend some time with David. But uh, you know, I missed uh, I missed the rest of my boys. And I have to say, um, I uh, listened to the episode that I missed right before I went away while I was on vacation. Uh, where Mr. Will Pfeiffer filled in admirably. And uh, I did indeed hear the technical difficulties you referenced, but I have to say, overall, I thought it was quite a good show, and it was uh, a lot of fun. I, I, you guys had me laughing quite a bit. So Hell yeah. I'm glad you, are, you brought up Will. i got to send him a package. Are you, uh, are you, are you recording this by candlelight, Jason? What? Uh, translation, are you recording this by candlelight, comma, Jason? No, 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 that's why I'm on. I uh, The lights... I, the lights popped on, and I, I, like I said, I rolled into the house, threw the kids in bed, said, Mommy will be home in like 15 minutes, so you can cry until then in your room. And uh, no, no I got to go. 
If you smell smoke, call 911. <laughs> yeah, a little power outage in our town uh, tonight. Yeah. All right. Yeah, hey, look at know, this. Long well, intro. Ooh, Chris is taking well, over. Oh, I just wanted to say that Jason, very disappointed because obviously in the event of zombie apocalypse, you would not be prepared. You can't even get into your own house. I thought of that, actually. I was like, wow, I'm really ill-prepared. Like, you, You'd be the young kid in the beginning of the movie crossing the street, the poor bastard that first gets bit. Yeah. Yeah, because, and it's true. I'm sitting in the car, lights all on in the car, kids happy to be watching the DVD. You know, watching uh, the squeakle, actually, of things, for God's sake. And uh, you're right. If it was a zombie apocalypse, we would have just been eaten probably a few minutes later. Yeah. What is did, it did about those? Did you even those... have a machete? Did you have a machete handy? No, I have. I always have some razor blades in my cheek, but that's really more. For... <laughs> you said, yeah, I just thought of Fort Apache the Bronx when you said that. What the nice. hell is wrong with me? Nice. Georgie, come here. What was I going to say? Oh, well, it must have been a lie. Hey, everybody. Uh, uh, in, I just want to say, Georgia barking reminded me of something. So you guys know with football guys, there, there's a, a podcast called The Audible. Georgia! It's hosted by my buddies Cecil and Sigmund and Matt. Chaos. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's, 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 uh, they do it like, like three times a week. So I've been noticing lately that like much like our own show, which has random background noises, they've had this like strange like sonic dissonance like every now and then. And usually it's really well like edited and well engineered so i realized what it was this week they have a fucking like so one of these three guys i gotta find out which one got like a bird like a talking bird in their house now so as they're recording you hear this fucking bird in the background talking and i'm like oh see oh, i paid like, good money for that i'm like i cannot fathom why someone would want to get one of those birds to be in the home it's unbelievably annoying it's like you remember when you're younger and and you're either your cousin or your friend or your brother or sister start mimicking you yeah, you want to punch him in the face? That's pretty much this bird in, in your home, dude. I, I, that's podcast gold. We need a talking bird. Georgia, nope. hush. We do. Well, there, there it is now. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> we have a three-legged dog. That's even better. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh shit! I was supposed to be muted. I'm sorry. <laughs> Eleven o'clock comics episode. Razor star performances. Yeah, one hundred and seventy in the toilet right from the start. <laughs> you can flush now because that there was no podcast category. The Eisners. The Duke is, is cooked. Product, the Duke of the Eisners. This is this is what we're giving people. Brought to you, <laughs> much to their regret, <laughs> yeah. by by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you, Mister and Mrs. Comic Book Aficionado, can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge. Wamba discounts anywhere from 30, uh, I did a little bit of research, there's some um, discounts that begin at 30, but that's okay, that's pretty healthy, 30 all the way up, my fingers are climbing the stairs to 75% off, uh, there's certain selected uh, special items for every month, uh, and they're delivered to your house, like Chris said last week, by a costumed <clears throat> custodian of the United Parcel Service. Not United Postal Service. Uh, they're the best, and you'll find out why well, when you go to. Fucking me. I know. Get it right. <laughs> www.dc got me all screwed up. DCBService.com. And if you're a greenhorn to the Discount Comic Book Service, you, you can. The greenhorn. The greenhorn. You can <laughs> enter the following code into the wonderfully manicured yeah, slot. E O C eight. And me too. There's yeah. this thing going on right now about uh, about Harry. Mangle. I, I What is that? I do not like that. For, for no. all of those listeners out there that are always clamoring for it, not a good look. Exactly. Why don't you <laughs> just throw some? 
Jesus. Throw some pineapple on that cottage cheese and call it a day. <laughs> um, so discount <laughs> DCBService.com. Thank you. <laughs> and forgive us. Christ. By the way, I don't even know who I'm talking to. <laughs> Why? Be- because I'm being all friendly on the Twitter? No, because nobody introduced themselves. Oh, hey, that's true. I am the Vince B. I know. Dude, week dude. off and it all goes to hell. I'm lucky I got the damn record button pressed. And I'm Vince B. Next. Yes, you are, and I found my, my mute button. Yeah, you know, I rubbed it off on my on my uh rubbed one off. No, I didn't no, I didn't rub it out. I rubbed I rubbed it off on my uh, the dog. on my headset so I can't tell what's mute and what's not. But yes, I am Christopher Hey, hey, hey. It's already gone blue. Already. I'm just here. True. And and, and back from Island Paradise, I am Malik the five foot freak. <laughs> No, you're not. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> yeah, that rub went out on the dog. <laughs> this turned into every podcast I've ever listened to. <laughs> yeah. For those who may be tuning in for the first time, we swear it's not usually like this. Give me a minute. <clears throat> no, you're not Malik the freak. You are you are Jason Wood, everybody. And yeah. if you rewind, you'll hear the promo that should have been delivered now, <laughs> delivered yeah. early. Uh, right into the drinking. Woot! Yeah, for All those right. that may be tuning in for the first time, Vince uh, made 168 straight episodes, and then he missed last week for a vacation, and this yeah, is what we get. sucks. Yep. I hated like hell to miss it, but... You guys performed admirably. You stepped up. You got it out, and that's all that matters. So Best our string ever is unbroken. <laughs> Jesus, it's never going to end now. All right, um, drink roll call uh, for this week, Vince. Uh, why don't you uh, uh, kick us off? I am two fisting uh, Yingling. <laughs> wow, uh, Goatsy. I'm two fisting Yingling Lager and uh, what's left of the Lion's Head. And you will be proud of me because the uh, oh, we, we went down to Ocean City and the part where we were at was a dry area, so no alcohol, obviously. And I brought down two cases of Yingling. My brother-in-law is a uh, much bigger drinker than I am. So he brought his beer and I brought two cases of Yingling. Came back, now I was there seven days, came back with a half a case. Really? That's a case and a half of beer for me in a week. That's like incredible i don't drink that in in two months wow yeah. all right yeah. you take it back and relax and that's nice then again i was yeah, how many with you the give in- a little bit you know uh, he kept stealing them um i was with the in-laws <laughs> so i guess it was warranted yeah. uh, uh mr Price, how about you uh in honor of it's returning i decided to go to one tonight and it's uh it's sb made from uh, six different grapes and it's it's not too bad it's a product of spain Wow. All right. I'm going to assume uh, David's drinking something. Six uh, drink, six different grapes. Six That's grapes. nuts, man. There you go. That's a lot of grape. And great Caesar's Wood. ghost. Uh, uh, I, I wish I had something sexier to offer up, but uh, as you guys know, I literally ran down here from a uh, power outage, uh, so I just uh, grabbed the first thing that was in the fridge, which was a Bud Light with lime. So There you go. That's good. 
I mean, I like it's that. tasty, but it's certainly not exciting. I know, I know. It's what better than it? uh, nothing. Sorry. Yeah, but no, no actually, for that's Bud weird. Light, that's pretty good. That's yeah, weird. yeah. It's is it hot where you guys are right Little now? Bit. Yeah, that's why we had a power outage. Like ninety oh, much. before the sun went down. So yeah, jeez, it, it is it, it, one hundred one degrees today yeah. in Chicago. Um, balls hot. Um, but uh, I am having one of one of my absolute favorite beers. It is from uh, the Dogfish Head Brewery in oh. uh, in in Milton, Delaware, and uh, I haven't had a, a Dogfish on the uh, on the show for a while. It is their um, uh, their Raisin Detra. Um, it's play on play on words of uh, uh, the uh, Seize the Day. Uh, it is a uh, a mahogany ale. That is, uh, you said. Uh, it's uh, made with uh, with green raisins. Is how they introduce a lot of the the sugar into the into the beer. So it's a really sweet dark ale, um, almost almost too sweet. Um, it's it's a really good food beer, um, but uh, but also you know it's not one that you're going to sit back and have like four or five of them. Um, because of the sweetness and the and the and the richness to the to the beer, uh, but it's uh, it is absolutely wonderful. It's one of my favorite beers to say. Okay, I'm going to sit down and have a really really nice ale, and uh, so it is the Dogfish Head Raisin Detra. Nice. I've had it on the show before. Yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get to the comics and let's do it. I have some thank yous. Of course, of course, you of course. Do. I mean, being yeah. gone for a week, you must have. Seven or eight of them. No. Uh, in the mail today, actually, uh, there's a note. Hey, Vince, I went to a small con over the weekend with a lot of Archie comic staffers as guests, including current Sonic artist Jamal Peppers. Given the big Sonic love you offered recently on the 11OC podcast, I figure you wouldn't mind me sending this sketch your way. And I have an original drawing of Sonic talking to me. He's saying, hi, Vince B. It's awesome. It's fantastic. And it's from Bill Z, a.k.a. Boomer Z on our forum. Wasn't that nice? Mm-hmm. That Original Sonic nice. drawing from Bill. That's awesome. And guess what I got in the mail? Finally, I got the low concept. Oh, yeah. Our, our, our very own 11 o'clock forum member. Still weirds me out. And follow, no, this book is something else. No, weirds me out in a good way. I just I can't I can't believe what those guys were able to put together. Amazing. I know, and and I was actually flipping through it. Uh, where the hell did we get Jeffrey Brown from? <laughs> How'd that get in there? No, seriously, I don't know. Like, does someone know Jeffrey Brown well, other than you? Uh, and asked him to be in the anthology because it's Johnny might have had something to do with that. Ah, because it's it's nice, but. Uh, <laughs> but it's not the best thing in the book, and it's Jeffrey Brown. So take it from there. Uh, there is a lot of great I got a, I got a stuff really in cool here. Jeffrey Brown story a little bit later after you're done with your with your thank yous. Well, you should tell it because um, the major the the meat of my thank yous for this is mm-hmm. thank you guys for doing this. This book's incredible. It is, dude. It's so good. Uh, each story is on a level with the one before. Like I said on the forum, there's some diamonds in the rough in here, and there's some really polished gems, it's, but they're all valuable. It's the kind of anthology that, that we pick up at a convention and then gush about it. For, yeah. For, 
the, the following podcast just because, you know, it, it's one of those things where I can't believe that like, we just looked into finding something like this. As the people who listen to us that have put it together, it really it's it's it is so it it I agree with Chris, it, it weirds me out, but it's such a great way but still I can't believe they were attached to is, is like this. It's true. And you can find all of the people involved in the low, co low concept 11 o'clock forum anthology at our forum. You know where you can find that on the interwebs? It's at www.11oclockcomics.com. There's a button in the upper right that says forum. Click on that. Or you can go the old-fashioned way, bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum, and they will be wait they will be waiting for you there with open arms and open legs. I'm doing my little Roger Daltrey impersonation. Wish I could sing like him, but it's just Don't fantastic. Don't short, buddy. <laughs> Dude, Daltrey's awesome. Come on. So are you, though? I am. Not as awesome as Roger Daltrey. Uh, it's just it's fantastic, and bless you guys for doing this. If you haven't picked up a copy, jump on our forum and do so because it's amazing. It's real. I'm trying to get my way through it. The stuff by Andrew Tom is so so good. Mm. Um, He's, I like that Hulk in there. The stuff, the stuff by Darren is fantastic. I, I, I it's, it's more from from the heart than uh, than some of the other stories in there. It's just it really is a super collection. It's just Lawrence it's, and Slurmo, those guys. Yeah, it's, I, humbling, I, right? it's very humble. It is. It is. But it is. I I um, am very reluctant to call out names like that because. There's so many. People. I, I think everything's great, and I'm not bullshitting just because no. I'm somehow associated with this book in name only. Mario, I, Mario and Andy, Andy Jewett. Yeah, Andy Jewett. I mean, come on. It's, yeah, just, I, it's just a great collection. Yeah. I have uh, a page through, but it, was, it was waiting for me when I got back from vacation, but I have, unfortunately haven't. It is my intent to read it tonight, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and, the, the, and the story, the story with the four of us, where I'm wearing the uh, the Bears jersey that says Rucka on the back. Yeah, and I, and I it's funny. The Kerwin version. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, very, very <laughs> funny. Uh, <laughs> There's even a Susie joke in there. I want, I want a page from that story. Yeah. Oh, I, I would love that. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to use. That I want a page from the new new arc of Mystery Solved. I hear that guy's got chops. Stop. Ah, yeah, Stop. you know, yeah. Um, pimp, pimp yourself. No, Mr. Jack these awesome webcomic uh, mystery solved, uh, which has a uh, a different artist each arc. We've had uh, Mr. Andy Jewett did an arc. Uh, Steve, Steve Bryant did an arc. Could Big, Big Jim Nelson, Dave okay. Wachter. Yeah. Uh, Big Jim. Well, the newest Jim Miller, arc. Jim What's that? You said you said Jim Nelson, Jim Miller, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Big I'm Jim sorry, Miller. Jim Miller. Yeah, yeah my Big apologies. Jim Miller. Um, the uh, the the newest uh, addition to the Mystery Solve Pantheon may be the best yet. Get yeah. out of here. And other than our it. own Mr. Vincenzo. Yeah. <laughs> but Jason, if you ever got a Patreon, every time you see Vincent at a convention, he'd have to like you know noodle on it a little bit and and, and try to work on it some more. It's true. Do. How about Vince pulling a? Yeah, uh, like I'm not done yet. That must have been a dagger through David's heart when he heard that. <laughs> what, what 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 when he heard what that you tweaked that you tweaked a piece of art after uh, i did i and i did you know what i did it again with this week's which is up tomorrow yeah i'm never happy with this shit 
That's why it takes me so friggin' long to produce this stuff because yeah. I'm always poking it and reworking it and doing. I it remember. The, I remember the time that you that you tried to do the 24-hour comic and you yeah. got exactly three quarters of a page yeah. in. Those are some great two panels. I'm drawing a tree. Yep, it was a nice tree done it was with a, a nice tree, a sharpie. But I was yeah. just like, "F this! This is yeah, too demanding." Six, six hour tree. Your day job stuff, though, you can bang it out because it's not emotional to you. I can bang it out like a mother. Just yeah. clinical, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. Because yep. I don't have any attachment to it. I just right. kick it out. Yeah. <laughs> right. And if right, so. okay, I I I have to admit that I'm somewhat reluctant to visit all the areas of our forum just because I don't have time. And so I don't know who did this story, and it's not listed in the table of contents in the low concept anthology. The Chasm Crystal, it's accredited uh, credited to question mark. Question who did, mark, yeah. I, who did this? It was me. No, it's awesome. Who did it? No, I, I've seen the I'm, I'm Oh, man, I'm, I'm at a loss. It, it's, I've seen the art before. I know who did it. I just, I'm going to get... It is very reminiscent of Matt Brinkman's stuff that he did for for Thunder. Uh, so that's may that may be because I used part of that for one of the uh, eleven o'clock uh, mess uh, the uh, the forum header things with the skeleton jelly that you right, may right, be right, right, yeah, right. and it looks a lot like that. So uh, it's I just, I love it. I think it's great. I love it all, but yeah, so it's great. Go pick it up. I'm sorry. Let's get into the comics. Chris, you had a uh, Jeffrey Brown story that you yeah, there was Yeah, there was a, a, a little event and the long string of, of events over at Challengers last Thursday or fr- it was last Friday. Uh, the Geek Girl on the Street had a, uh, uh, a fundraiser for Hero, the pre-San Diego kickoff party uh, fundraiser. And they had uh, a bunch of uh, silent auction and raffle items there. And mm. I bought... How much uh, did you go for? I bought a couple... the winning bidder pay? Uh, thousands. Really? What was his, what was his name? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Oh. Jason, Jason Woodrow. It was Sal, wasn't it? No. I know that you called in that bid. That's right. Yeah, some 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 gigolo in New Jersey. Uh, no, um, uh, I put in a, a couple raffle tickets for some Jeffrey Brown original art, and the the thing about uh, uh, Jeffrey Brown art is that it's hard to find a lot of his original stuff because a lot of the a lot of the stuff that he does is in um, in notebook or you know sketchbooks. So he'll buy a nice sketchbook and he actually makes a a comic book and then they scan those pages and 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 make the actual comic out of them so he has you know a lot of the a lot of the graphic novels that he done, that he's done are actually the originals are in book form that's how he works and so so if you buy of, a page you bought a whole book well yeah and he doesn't break them up Right. And so there was for raffle um a page what I thought was a page from um from Sulk volume 1 the uh the big head story you bitch you got the whole thing no didn't get the whole thing um I thought it was a page it was there it was a page and mm-hmm. and so I I bought a raffle ticket 
I won the page. But then whenever I got it, it was listed as pages 27 and 28. And I was like, huh? And so I opened it up and sure enough, it was done in, in a, in a sketchbook and it's back to back. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. That is nice. Yeah. So I've got page 27 on one side and page 28 on, Uh. on the other. And, uh, if you've read, uh, Sulk, it's the, uh, uh, it's the page where Big Head calls all of the other uh, uh, oh, nice. uh, of yeah. Earth's heroes together. So it's Sunflower and Microman and Sheets and Super Fighting Man, Moneybox, <laughs> the Brit, and uh, uh, Cycloc- Cycloctopus. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then, and then the, the next page after that. Um, so the cool thing is that I have Jeffrey Brown original art from a from a printed story, which there's not a whole lot of that out there, but my problem is I want to frame it and I don't know how because it's two pages, but they're backed up. Yeah, one of those frames two... that's cl- that's open on both sides, and then yeah. you can just yeah. flip it back and forth when you have the. the I can yeah the mood. yeah. I, I I was thinking either do that or I'll I'll scan and make a stat of the second page and frame them side by side. But then you'll never see the original art for the back again. Well, yeah, that's but true. I know it's there. Hmm. But if, oh, you can't see it, if you can't see it, it's not there. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, what by are you the laughing way, at? For those uh, that aren't as fortunate as Chris to be a muckety muck and get to hang out with Jeffrey Brown, uh, but you would like to buy some of his art, you can find uh, a fair amount of his original art um, at uh, The Beguiling, which is a uh, reasonably famous Canadian uh, comic store and original art dealer you can find it at uh, beguiling.com they're actually what, what's what's the be- what's the best place to find every original art dealer that yeah we have a we have a thread in our forums uh that is devoted to original art and uh i maintain a little uh it's pinned at the top as a alphabetical list of all the original art dealers that we've all come across and just uh, a nice way to find it and the beguiling's in there and they um they're pretty uh great site they they have uh, they definitely specialize in a lot of the um, you know, indie creator-owned guys like Jeffrey Brown, certainly one of the big ones. Chester Brown, Rafael Albuquerque, I know, is on there. Um, uh, um, our yeah, so, yeah. so Al- Albuquerque is um, with um, uh, isn't he with uh, Cage? Yeah, he, now? he's he's on both. I don't know how he oh, divides, okay. up, but he he has pages on both. Um, he's also in Cadence Comic Art. You're right. Um, Jeff Lemire uh, is on there. Uh, uh, Chris's buddy Jason is on there. Um, yeah, his shit Matt. is so fucking expensive. Yeah, oh, yeah. also these guys are expensive because I think they have more of a attachment to it than some of the guys that do. Um, you know the license work. They're pictures um, of dogs. Come on, man. Yep, Brian. Oh, you Leo just want one. Scott, Scott Pilgrim pages are on there. Um, Paul Pope's on there. Although, again, talk about expensive. You, you better yeah. have you checked. Um, but there's there's tons of great. I mean, that's kind of the place to go. It's it's sort of like the who's who of uh, like the top shelf fanographic scene. If you're looking for art from them, that's right, probably the best right. place to look. Oh, so. that remi- that reminds me, Jason. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you I'm gonna send you a picture um, here during the show about something that you you may be um, interested in. Nice. Um, did you I... did you hear about the uh, the Stuart uh, Eminen? Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I heard about a Stuart Immanuel. <laughs> a couple of years later. Yeah, he, yes, I did. Yes. It's Immanuel for yes. anyone that I've been corrected. Oh, is it? You say it Immanuel? Immanuel. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably still not right. Uh, but uh, I got uh, an awesome 
uh, Eamonn Page at the uh, uh, the art show gallery. Yeah, uh, I heard. Yes, at, I heard. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. I'm 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 really happy with it. You should it's, be. Uh, Mm-hmm. While we're on the subject of original art, uh, I did I neglected to mention who sent me the eleven o'clock uh, anthology because included in the package was an original piece of art featuring the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and uh, uh, Johnny, the uh, crazy ass homicidal drummer, Mister Westhoff uh, sent me, and I also got a copy of um, B one number th- uh, four. I think this is cool. Yeah, yeah it is number four. Serious. Yeah, it, I love it. It's really yeah. good. And Am I wrong, f- it happened while I was away, but didn't Johnny and his wife just have a baby? Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah, right. congratulations. congratulations. Yeah. I guess that's that's why. And there was other things going on, too. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's he's he's just a, a peach and a half. Oh, and, sure. again, uh, while we're on the subject of original art, uh, and speaking of Paul Pope that Chris just mentioned, Jason, have you seen the cover to DC's forthcoming unexpected anthology, that not Raphael yet. I heard, I Raphael heard Grandpa anthology was announced, but I have not seen the cover. No, Raphael Grandpa did the cover. Oh, it, Grandpa! It, it, it is incredible. Oh, really? Oh my God! Look it up Grandpa. now. Yeah, it's it's the 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 back end of a seriously mutilated chick in hot pants, short shorts. And she's got a, a a big old steak knife in the back of her head, and bric-a-brac hanging off her, and a skeleton dog wrapped around wrapped around her leg, and it, it it's just it's fantastic. I'm gonna buy. I, I mean, I'm gonna buy it anyway, but I would have bought it just for that cover. It's it's they need to make a poster out of that. That's awesome. I thought of you when I saw it. That's awesome. I did. I thought it was um, Rip at first glance, but then when I scrolled down and, and noticed the uh, the signature, it's Grandpa. It's just wow. It's boggles the mind. The detail in it. It's great. Oh, that's great. So you look at that later. Let's talk Good comics. Why don't you lead do us it. off? Who's gonna lead us off? You are because you're I chomping are. at the bit. Okay, well then I'm gonna uh, since we started off the show a little with a little bit of a uh, racy introductions, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna talk about a book that's only for the big boys and girls. Nice. In fact, it's a book that uh, not only is it sometimes we say books are probably not appropriate for kids. This is absolutely, completely without question not appropriate for children uh, because it is. Um, I guess one, one would say it's arguably pornography. Um, really, Lost Girls. No, no, I'm not talking about Lost Girls, although that would fit in that category, too. Yeah. I'm talking about um, a, a, a new OGN I just got from Top Shelf um, called uh, Chester 5000. Oh, yes. I've seen that. It's gorgeous. It is. And then, um, it is. I, it is very explicit. You're right. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to be a, a sexually themed book, but I, I actually didn't know it was going to be um, like explicit, hardcore, uh, uh, you know, pornographic, which is fine by me or i wouldn't be talking about it but but yeah no it's uh so it's um it's by jess fink and uh i really bought it mainly because of the the solicitation and, and also an inherent trust in top shelf um but yeah it's um it's 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 dubbed uh, on the cover it says chester 5000 uh an erotic robotic victorian romance um and it's it's set in the uh, late 1880s and essentially it's a story about a, a man who's an inventor um you know, you're, you're sort of t- Tony Stark, Thomas Edison type of, of guy. Uh, he gets married to a very, very sexy blonde woman, and uh, she's, she's sexually voracious. And uh, 
he's sort of down with it at first, but he's basically totally consumed by his work, and he's starting to get a little frustrated at how much he's always wanted. Yeah, t- tough life, right? So he builds a uh, <laughs> an android that uh, that's got the skills, the sexual skills, and the android he basically leaves the android for her to uh, to service her. And at first, she's you know kind of like, well, you know, this 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 sucks. Like I want my husband, but the uh, the android basically uh, ends up being like. Way better lover than than uh, than the inventor ever could, and uh, and and let's just say the relationship evolves from there. Um, it's it's it was really fascinating. First of all, Jess Fink, who I I apologize, I should have looked this up before I talked about it, but I don't know if if and what Jess has done previously in in this medium or others. But um, but I I thought uh, uh, the cartooning was terrific. Um, it's basically each page is. Um, it's it's not quite a square book. Um it's it's maybe like six six by seven maybe, but the pages, the interior uh art panels are all square, um, you know, probably four and a half by four and a half squares with, with the grids, you know, drawn in different ways inside of that. But um but it's it's a terrific, uh terrifically well done uh graphic novel. Again, it's it's uh it's extremely sexually explicit. Uh you know, penetration, I mean, you know, Penises, close-ups on vaginas. It's, it's. There's no, you know. So if that's, if that's not your scene or offensive to you in any way, then, then by all means, this is not, not for you. But, but, um, but if you're, you know, if you can accept the fact that something can be uh, hardcore sexually and still be, you know, a very entertaining uh, story, then this definitely fits the bill. Um, and uh, it's just very cool. The, the, the robot basically and and her relationship evolved to a point where. Um, the husband actually ends up getting jealous, but uh, another woman gets involved, and uh, you know it's one of those things where there's ultimately a, a culmination that I think satisfies everybody. Uh, I guess both figuratively and uh, <laughs> and literally. Um, but no, it was it was awesome. I, and in fact, I again, it's one of those things where like I don't even. I just bought this kind of because it, whatever the solicit roped me in, but uh, not clearly wasn't expecting what I got. But uh, you know, hey, if 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 you like the uh, the, the naughty comics, this is definitely one of the better examples i've seen in a long long time so yeah i read a big chunk of that because it's a web comic oh it is yeah yeah get out of here really yes that's why they're all basically the same um format and uh i have to admit even though it's like you said it's very explicit it does have that uh, an almost innocent charm to it much like Reed Waller and Kate Worley's uh, Omaha the Cat Dancer. Now that was explicit as hell, but there was a there was a, an undercurrent of like innocence and and this this real heartwarming charm to a lot of it. And then um, Chester Five Thousand has the same kind of feeling to me. It did have the same kind of feeling right. to me. It, and it's and it's odd because you think you know wow full balls out penetration and really explicit renderings of robots and lady parts and how how do, how can you make that charming but it, he does it, he does it's or great she, yeah she, 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 she sorry yeah it's that's right and that's another plus it's drawn by a woman by the way i was as i'm speaking i, I looked at the back page and i guess i hadn't when i first read it and uh, there's actually a, a little bio of, of her and a picture and she's smoking she is really <laughs> she's gorgeous in, in this picture she's a she's got a little blonde pixie cut she's wearing a like a black uh a black like lingerie with uh, with garters and thigh highs, and then little like uh, like it looks like pink or or, or light colored like really? uh, high socks. It's incredible. And uh, dude, freak in the bed. Freak in the freak of the week. Freak, and, uh, freak in the bed. Yeah, and she's actually written. Um, 
She's been in SPX, Pop Gun, Volume 4, which is funny because I have the first three. I don't have the fourth, but now I'm going to get it. Uh, and a couple other anthologies. And uh, it says that she has actually uh, she's had many T-shirts designs in Threadless. So I guess she's one of the big I, uh, so. shit, I don't have number four either. Damn it. i, I got to get up on that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I highly recommend it. Again, with the caveat of I don't want anyone to like pick this up and then be shocked. It's, it's explicitly sexual. And what's the name of it again? Chester 5000. Chester 5000. Okay. You know what? I'm going to piggyback off you because I have something thematically similar to that. Uh, so we'll we'll get the the debauchery out of the way first, and then so Chris can props to Chris Chris Starros and Top Shelf because you know we we I mean they're uh, awesome they're awesome yeah. and and you know Chris we I almost feel like sometimes we don't even give Top Shelf the due that they deserve just because I think they're even more prolific a publisher than some of the other smaller press guys that we love to to tout like you know Chris at Ad House and stuff and Chris Pitzer at Ad House but uh, but Top Shelf does great stuff of all genres and. Uh, and and clear, I have to say, I, I probably wouldn't have necessarily even seen this or noticed it if it wasn't in the top shelf part of previews. But you know, or they're just, just not afraid to take chances. Yes, yeah, and yeah. The, God, they're just yeah, they're awesome. So, yeah, yep. still waiting for David to finish the axe anthology so I can I can read it. Uh, um, I'm still at a convention. There you go. Uh, I got to set this up because uh, uh, yeah, it's David. <laughs> Captain Snark reporting for duty. Uh, the like I said, I was at Ocean City over last week, and uh, not a lot of not any comic shops, but I did find a uh, store on the boardwalk that um, kind of like a things remembered, like a pop culture clearinghouse with the Elvis and the Marilyn and the JFK stuff. I don't know what it was. I don't remember. I did take a picture of it, so maybe I'll put it up uh, with this episode, but. Uh, they had a box of comics slash graphic novels, and I gotta say the prices were not very uh, uh, encouraging. Like they had Marvel's uh, the Marvel Super Special for the Empire Strikes Back was nineteen bucks. Like give me a break. But I, I found something that was not priced, and uh, much to my uh, great joy, it's been something I've been searching for for a long, long time. Okay. And so I took it up to the counter. It's a hardcover. It was originally priced at twelve ninety five in nineteen eighty seven. And so I took it up to the counter, and the guy's looking for a price, and it's none none was listed. He said, eh, "Give me five bucks for it." So I was happy. Uh, usually on eBay, it goes for twenty twenty five bucks, even more with the shipping. It, it uh, is created by the dude that uh, created the progenitor of Itchy and Scratchy, uh, Squeak, the, Squeak the Mouse. If you've ever seen that graphic novel, it's uh, super stylized, hyper-violent uh, shenanigans between uh, two funny animals. I mean, they, they cut each other's heads off. There's blood and guts galore. It's Itchy and Scratchy a full year before uh, Matt Groening through uh, the... the uh, the duo in, uh, I think it was Tracy Allman, or was it uh, one of the one of those things, uh, Simpsons, whatever. So uh, this guy's this is much more of the same. Only instead of the primarily the funny animal genre, this time he's deconstructing superheroes. It's by mm-hmm. Massimo Mattioli, a good old Italian craftsman, and it's called Super West. Comics number one, published by Catlin Communications, and it is wow. Uh, 
it's a revelation because not only does it break down superheroes uh the, the various tropes of of superhero comics it also deconstructs the execution of uh and and the process by by which superhero stories are told it's a quote superhero he's not very super and he's not very much a hero either uh, he's kind of in his civilian identity and they never give his his alter ego name which is strike one if you're going to do a superhero comic he's just a dude uh, physically he's a cross between mickey mouse and goofy he's got the the white mickey mouse gloves on with the triple lines you know the traditional mickey mouse gloves but he's he's very tall he could be a rat uh it's kind of hard to say he's got the donald duck pants on with the two buttons and and the big ass bulls of the clown shoes and and whenever he notices crime he does not utter a magic word like billy batson and and turn into shazam or he doesn't duck into a, a phone booth and change into his alter ego he pops a pill he takes drugs to turn into his his super powered uh super west alter ego yeah and it's i'll tell you he is the worst superhero ever he allows people to die he doesn't give a second thought he dies himself in some strips um he uh he kills perpetrators uh, sometimes unwittingly like there's uh in, in the story called porno massacre there, so take it from there. All right. He 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 encounters a a guy, a a uh, pornographic video maker who killed his girlfriend in very graphic detail. Super West flies into the room and he says, "Wow, a woman cut all the pieces." And there's like heads and boobies on the floor and a, and a big old crotch. And it's it's funny animal style cartooning, but the coloring is that that's the part where he deconstructs the process. The colors are not what you would expect. Like, um, some panels are totally one color, except for a lamp on a desk. Like, something that has no pertinence to the scene will be white, and the rest of it will be all color. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's primary colors. Because that's, there's n- that's sort of a, a flip on a pretty common trope we're seeing a lot these days in art. Like, because of the, like, I'm seeing a lot of things that are like one thing is colorized. Right, but, you're, you know, but this so is like the, this is the entire panel, yeah. or in in other panels, maybe the the top of a desk will be colored, and everything else in the panel will be white, uh-huh. or, or or the you know there there's uh, like in this the blood of the um, woman looks like a Jackson Pollock. Okay. It's all colors strewn all over the place. It's it's probably one of the few panels in the book that actual actually has a continuous tone or a gradated tone in it, where all the other ones are just flat color. So I mean, he he accosts the guy who who killed his girlfriend, and as he's grabbing him, he's he's delivering his soliloquy like, "I found out why you did this," and he keeps the dialogue balloons are huge, and the guy just melts in his hand and just dies while he's talking to him uh so he takes the guy's collection of pornographic videotapes home and falls asleep while watching them but there's a television uh in the panel and we see uh half of the character's head off to the right size right side and there's actual full color pornographic images pasted in to the tv screen uh-huh. like very explicit images uh-huh. you see Something going into somebody's mouth here, something right. going into somebody's back end here. It's nuts. It's 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 
it's crazy. There's a there's a strip called Cartoons Hold Up in which a trio of bank robbers assume the identity of Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and it isn't. He's not beating around the bush. It's Huey, Dewey, and Louie, <laughs> and they blow a bank manager's head off in very graphic detail. Yeah, I love this book. Then then they all turn into uh, Woody Woodpecker, okay, and, and rob a bank. And uh, Super West is flying by, and, he, and he's saying, disguised as Walt Disney characters, huh? They won't get away from me in the very next panel. He's thinking, and Walt Disney's crossed off in the traditional Walt Disney script style of writing uh, it. And then it says Walter Lance underneath it in the same uh, script. Uh, so, like, this this thing pulls references from everywhere, pop culture references. And then the, 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 the guys turn into Porky Pig, and he violently sp- stomps on them until they're nothing more than piles of bloody goo awesome yeah th- this book is incredible in addition it to all it's called super west you can you can get it on on ebay for uh-huh. like i said 15 20 bucks um he tips the hat to david cronenberg scanners in a story called scanner where um uh, a mentalist is going around blowing up people's heads with his with his brain power mm-hmm uh, and in this story, again, another departure from the norm, he tries to overtake Super West with his, his mind, and you get an extended sequence of uh, acrylic paintings. You, you step inside Super West's mind, where, and then it, it goes from traditional line art in which the line has almost no variation at all. There's no thicks and thins in this. It's a, it's a standard like two-point line. does not deviate. Then it switches and you get full color acrylic paintings of Super West being bamboozled by this guy. Not unlike something you would see from Picture Box. So it's coming at you from all angles. There's a series of stories towards the end that you get three stories per page, three horizontal strips, and there's a dotted line in between them. So if it runs for like, say, 10, 12 pages, you have to cut the page to get make these little flip books i mean you can read them all obviously by just you know flipping each page and following the top strip then going back and reading the middle strip but they're all connected the the city's being attacked by um zombie hot dogs or vampire hot dogs and then you go back and read the first the second strip and it's called the i'm sorry werewolf hot dogs and then you, you once you've read that, you go back to the first page and continue the third part. It's just a departure from every kind of four-color superhero convention uh, comic book creating trope th- that uh, there is. There's very explicit drawings of a rooster backdoor and a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, an anthropomorphic dog gets shot in the junk. It, but it, it's done so freaking well. Um, Walter Lance, not Walter Lance, uh, Fleischer would, would have a nightmare if he saw these things. Cause it's very much in that, that Fleischer style, like Pim and Francie, but without the, the darkness. Uh, it, it's great. And I love it very much. And I'm so glad I found it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's Massimo Mattioli. And if you have extra bucks, pick it up and also check out Squeak the Mouse because, you, you almost never hear Mattioli's name bandied about, but I think he's one hell of a creator. That's awesome. I would love, I would love to have a few drinks with the guy. <laughs> you have to go to like uh, Luca, maybe. 
I would. That's or uh, maybe he's Sicilian like me. We could just check out the island and draw pictures of of dogs getting their balls shot off. Nice. <laughs> ah. It's it. Here's another panel. As I'm I'm going by, there's a duck in a restaurant crying, and the whole panel is blue except for the. No, I'm sorry. The 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 countertop of the the uh, restaurant. Uh, counter is blue cyan actually and the window is cyan but the way they the way he did it the cyan overlaps onto some of the characters it's nuts it's it's almost it almost looks like uh one of the plates the printing plates slipped oh. or is missing and uh it's then you get uh Liechtenstein like dot patterns in there it's a great book it, it it's just full of pop culture uh, goodness that uh, and art world goodness that those uh, in the know will pick up on so check it out, Super West Comics. It's great. That's cool. So now, Chris, we've covered the bases from last week. We had the sodomy. We have exploding <laughs> eyeballs and testicles and other things. We and had full-on penetration. Yes, full-on penetration. So we've redeemed. Well, I, I've redeemed myself anyway. And Jason I'm, added I'm to the sure, mix. I'm sure that a good three percent of our listening audience is breathing a sigh of relief. Oh, oh I don't awesome. know about that. I, I, I'd say, no, I hope, but you're probably no, right. I'd say it's at least thirty three percent. At least thirty three percent, probably. I got all jazzed because I heard that Johnny Ryan's going to have a vinyl at uh, of the Cannibal Fuckface from Prison uh, Pit at uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I got to get me one of these. Eighty five bucks. Wow. Yeah, wow. no, bite me. I'm not paying 85 bucks for it. Yeah. I want it. If you if you ever if you ever come and visit me again, um, which you know, apparently <laughs> you don't like to go to conventions with us anymore. Um, <sighs> I really want to go to the Rotafugi store with you here in Chicago. Oh yeah, I've I order stuff. Well, not now, but I have ordered stuff for them a lot in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I haven't they're gone. They're to that. I, I would feel odd going into that store without you. Ah. <laughs> You. I'd be like, Vince needs to be here with me. Because as much as I give you shit about the exploding eyeballs and sodomy, um, I really do enjoy listening to, to how passionate you get about some of the some of the crap you read. Oh damn. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Let's move on. I think you should. Yeah. Yeah, that's close to the Oh shit! There's your backhanded compliment of the night. I take it if I can get it. Mm-hmm. So. No, but I, I seriously, I want to. I want you to come to Chicago and go to the Rotafugi store with me. I will be at the C2E2. You will be at the C2E2 C- this year. Yeah, right. I have to be. I have to be. C2E4. No, yes. will be three. All right. No, four. Right. Last year, it's the third one. Well, the first one was C two E two. Oh right, so we got C dos C dos dos last time. C dos C dos trace. Right, trace. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. C dos C dos cubed. How do you say cube in in Spanish? El boxo. El boxo. Yes, I'm sure that's what it is. El boxo. El boxo. So somebody, come on, bring us, give us more. Yeah, we need. Chris to bring up uh, to bring the mainstream in. Come on. Elevate, Chris. Um, he's back after after falling completely off the cliff after what had been a really strong decade 
what had been one of the characters that brought me back into comics. Oh, I knew What that. was, uh, I think, one of the... Uh, one of the great street level cornerstone characters of of this oh, uh, this oh, company just, he is back day. it is bright it is beautiful it is um a, a lot of of what the character I, I i think should be uh and it's not it's not uh masochistic to read anymore oh, that's a good thing oh you're cracking up Yep, you're breaking up. Um, did you write that that joke last week, Vince? He's cracking up. He doesn't want to speak. Terminate. Uh, I'm of course talking about Daredevil number one. Of course you are. I can't wait. Uh, Mark Wade and the amazing Paolo Rivera. Uh, you also get some some Marcos Martin in this one. Martin. And, is it? I, no, it's Mark. It, it's America, motherfucker. It's yeah, all right, all right. Okay, we speak American right, first here. Of all, first of all, one thing I just, I haven't. All uh-huh. I did was see like the the four or five preview of it. I absolutely love the way Daredevil sees the spot. Oh yeah, it's great. It's that is great. awesome. Well, first of all, that they have the spot in it is yeah. awesome because I I love the spot wow. as as a as a villain and. Um, one thing that they do in this book, and you know, hey, you know, it's it it, it sounds like I'm besmirching a lot of um, a lot of the Daredevil of the last you know few years. There's been some great creators on it. I just think that the character was cul de sac It's they they had they had ground him down so far, and that was one of the things that that Bendis did and did very well. And and I think that his run on Daredevil was. And he said it before. It was a big love letter to uh, uh, to Frank Miller and his take on the character, and that's fine. You know, I love the Frank Miller run on Daredevil. I I, I enjoyed ninety percent of of Bendis's run on Daredevil. I thought that it was you know some of the best comics of the decade. But you get to a point. It's like the guy has been ground down so far that there's nothing redeeming about the book. There's nothing that whenever you finish an arc or finish you know uh, uh, an individual issue there's nothing that you feel good about and it became came kind of fucking depressing to read the book it's like mm-hmm. how much shit can they drag this character through and it got to the point that you didn't even like him and and that's it's it's not where you want your superhero comics to be and uh, and even brubaker's run was just you know, Daredevil goes to Europe. You know, I had no idea what that was fucking about, and yeah. it was it, it it had gotten into a bad place. And they really needed to take a few months off and hit the reset button. And that's exactly what what Mark Wade has been able to do here. And he, uh, I I think that Mark Wade is one of the most underrated writers. I was just gonna say, yeah. Is, I mean, I, I know that. People will tend to throw the term underrated around a lot when people think that, you know, oh, well, but they get so much love or really enjoy their work. I mean, do is get an image to boom. So it's kind of hard to call somebody like that underrated. But I mean, when you look at the work he's done, it, I don't think he's really. He's. He's Mark done. Wade very rarely gets nominated for Best Writer That's at the Eisner's. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. And and year in year out, whenever you look at it, Mark Wade 
writes great comics. It's yeah. um, something um, uh, back when we had talked with, with Rucka, which you guys know is one of my favorite writers, and he was talking about what they had, um, what they had accomplished with 52. And, you know, he talked about working with Jeff Johnson, working with Grant Morrison, and, and, and working with, you know, all of the artists and Giffen and, you know, all of, all of the people that were involved with it. But one of the things that he said that has always stuck with me is that after, after Rucka was done on 52, that he was so impressed at what Mark Wade could do with a 22 page comic how well he understood the mechanics of of writing for for the medium and writing for that you know writing for 22 pages and and understanding what goes into uh, a comic and hitting your beats and all that stuff. mark wade is such a good writer uh and he's brought in daredevil number one the 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 relaunch of the, of the title uh the thing that that struck me the most about this and i think it was very very important to to kind of reset the tone um almost every page of this book is during the daytime in daylight okay interesting it's it is you know it's uh, every scene with daredevil except for like the last two or three pages which are kind of more at dusk not dark he's been in the dark he's been you know he's been the the batman of of marvel for a long time you know Mm -hmm. running around the the alleys and and it's been a very dark and dreary book everything's in the daylight in this you know even the scenes as daredevil and that just from a visual standpoint kind of reset the tone it's like this is going to be if not a happy book, it's not going to be drugged through a lot of sorrow. It's going to be Matt Murdock, lawyer, and hero of Hell's Kitchen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's so. going to get the AIDS and die in a church. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah, we're, I mean, we're hoping not. I mean, it definitely hits on some emotional beats, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's 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 really it's um, everything that that brand new day was to uh to spider-man i think this has the opportunity you remember how spider-man was just kind of this convoluted dreary mess for a while lowest point ever yeah it was civil war stuff yeah yeah, it was it was it was just the low point of of that book and then um uh brand new day comes out and it's like hey it's a fun book Yep. Spider-Man's a fun character. Let's yep. whip around New York and and fight the spot, or you know, what's I think is real important that the spot was in the beginning of this book. You know, let's reintroduce the Rogues. Let's Which, show well, yeah, everything that's great. This, 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 this just hammers home the fact that Daredevil doesn't have his own Rogues. He's got a partnership for Spider-Man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, and th- and that's the thing is that this feels like like brand new day for Daredevil. It's like right. we're gonna get back to what makes the character fun what what appealed to all of the daredevil fans and i and i'm not saying that that frank miller's daredevil was a bad thing i think it's some of the greatest comics ever written Preach. but it set a tone but, yeah, for that character exactly well see yeah, it's, it's interesting like, though and I, i'm not disagreeing with anything you said and i think i'm actually i too am looking forward to a more upbeat take on daredevil i haven't read that issue yet but i i'm i did order it but 
when you talk about Daredevil, though, I think that you know certain characters are defined certain ways, and and while he certainly had periods of his you know history being a little bit more upbeat or being a more traditional cape, um, certainly almost every run that's considered seminal has been a dark and brooding guy, including Frank Miller. Bendis, Brubaker's run. I mean, the, these are the runs that people reference when they talk about Daredevil. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know if it's a case of, like, I don't know if it's getting back to the way he should be. I think it's just a different take on it. Like, I don't, I mean, again, it, it seems to me every, like... Uh, you, every once in a while, you have to come up for air. Yeah, Yeah. no, and I, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. What I'm, but I mean, it's like, but like the seminal, I think if when when most people that are familiar with Daredevil and they talk about the classic view of him, the classic view is that he's a... A, a, a morose fucker. I mean, he's like you know. Yeah, it, it, it's got it's, issues. It's it's Miller's it's Miller's Daredevil, and yeah. you know, if it, if it were a TV show, it would have been canceled around issue two ten, and and everyone would talk about you know how great that old series was. But hey, they're comic books, and they keep on going, um, even you know even past their their high points. And you know, the thing is, they they what <laughs> do I nothing go ahead. What? No, say if it was a TV show, it would have been canceled. At, I murmured. I, I murmured Fantastic Four when you said uh, well, they yeah. keep on going. Yeah, I mean, it's it will the Daredevil will always be published in one way or another. Um, but but you know, Mark Wade is able to come in and and bring us up for air, make it not so morose and and uh, torturous for for Matt Murdock. Uh, but it's still the character. He's still not. You know, what I liked about it is that for the first time in a long time, the joke is on everyone else, and Matt Murdock is the guy telling the joke. Mm-hmm. It's refreshing. It, yeah, it's it, he's he's the one that that's holding the the winning hand at, at the table. Yeah, and, and everyone, yeah, and everyone else is is the one that's chasing him now so let me ask you a question uh and i'm sure it's the first one anyone uh hearing about this uh new direction would ask if they had a uh relationship with the the daredevil status quo what brought about the change like how does matt murdoch forget all of that stuff that came before or did it is this just a total continuity wipe or uh, um no, he I I fell off the 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 Daredevil uh wagon for a while and this picks up with Matt Murdock is back in New York. He and Foggy are partners at the legal firm. He's practicing law. He's in Hell's Kitchen and uh it's it, it's the formula that made Daredevil an interesting character is that he's in the courtroom. He finds out that there's something that goes deeper with his client than um, than he can deal with as a lawyer. And so it, it takes him as Daredevil to, to find out what is, you know, what is really going on. Uh, I'm guessing, Vince, that, that Daredevil will be born. Problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, okay. I, mean, I know. I, I know. The last I saw Matt was uh, in a flashback when Black Panther took over the title, and it was pretty much Matt saying, "Listen, you know, this is or Foggy, you know, this is your new ID, Charlotte. This is your new identity. This is 
where things are going right now. Daredevil's going for a while, and uh, and that's the last I saw of that. Then you had Daredevil Reborn, and I didn't read any of that yet. And I'm when I get the first issue of Daredevil to read, I'm just going to read it as if you know this is this is. I, I didn't read the only thing of Shadow in my read was the Power Man mini, and and that yeah. had very little Daredevil in it. So yeah. I yeah, it's just like Daredevil. how do you go from leader of the hand to yeah, and, well, and really, th- this this is this is Daredevil number one. They have a one page origin recap nice. as the first page, written yeah. by writ- written by Fred Van Lenny. Um, yeah, uh, and then it jumps into into the Mark Wade and Paolo Rivera story, and basically everything that you need to know is on the first page with the origin, mm-hmm. and then here's Daredevil being Daredevil. Then it's a courtroom scene, and then it's Matt Murdock turning into Daredevil and and right. going on with the story. Very there cool. is there is a very um, a very cool scene and a very um, a very cool nod, I would imagine, by Mark Wade. Uh, in the middle of the book, there's the... Uh, we'll see if stereotypical um, Mr. X-type character, you know, from the X-Files, who would uh, kind of feed information to, uh, to Mulder and Scully... But this is, you know, the mysterious, the mysterious, you know, deep throat character. Well, this is this is a woman, and her name is Kirsten McDuffie, which I thought was very cool. Hmm. Aww. that's nice. That is. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to quickly interject, I mean, David's right. The uh, Daredevil Reborn is the transition. It was basically uh, Murdoch, you know, leaves the he leaves Hell's Kitchen because of all the shit that went down with Shadow Shadowland, or uh, we should say the uh, the. Uh, Daredevil event that shall not be named, and uh, he goes on uh, Superman-like walkabout across the U.S. Oh, sweet! And uh, and then gets I think I think it's New Mexico. It's somewhere in the the western part of the country, and he uh, he uh, stops like a corrupt police uh, situation, and yeah. sort of realizes the uh, he has an epiphany where he realizes, hey, he really still is a hero. Wow! Oddly enough, Peter Parker did the same thing. What was that mini called? The Lost uh, Chapter or The Lost Days? Remember when... when oh, uh, the Hidden Years. The X-Men and Hidden Years was. It was Spider-Man right Chapter 1. Mm, not the burn thing. Oh, okay. Then something no, the, 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 the other, I forget who did it. Uh, actually, I don't think it was John Romita Jr., but uh could have been Jansen. I don't remember, but Peter Parker did that too right after Ben Riley, uh donned the costume. He just went on... He he left. Yeah, that's odd. Those those two characters are very linked. Daredevil and Spider Man. Yeah, and they and they need to be. Um, I think so too. Daredevil is the the darker, more brooding version of Spider Man. Well, let's hope not. His 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 loss there in his alter ego. I mean, he's 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 the lawyer. He's 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 pretty much he he's for the most part, got his shit together in home life, whereas... He, he, he's, the, he's the older Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go along with that. I, I, I like Chris with, uh, you know, looking at Daredevil, I guess, with franchise after years. I haven't... I, I kind of... 
I read most of, well, I don't know if it was most of I read, I think, up to issue 500 or 600, whatever the hell that, that, that Travaganza issue was that Brubaker wrote. I think that was kind of my last issue with Daredevil. So I really hadn't, I didn't read any of uh, the, the, the Andy Diggle stuff. I, I've been away from Daredevil for a while. So I'm really looking forward to this. But I kind of, um, I kind of looked, I, I, I read two issues recently where uh, I've been away from the characters for a while it, it I think it helped me enjoy the story a little more not being so hit over the head with, with everything that's going on with them every month and uh, one of them was, was X-Men Schism the, the first issue of, of May uh, and I really liked it um, the, the, the art was great it was by uh, Pacheco and I think um, Camp Smith uh, but um, the, the the there were a couple of things I guess dialogue-wise that that made didn't to write with me just from knowing the character for so long. But um, I, I haven't really read anything from the X universe. It's probably Utopia because I've just been getting the X book in, in the collection. So I haven't really read anything since then. And um, and seeing, I, I guess maybe it wasn't wise coming into what. It's a mutant event um, on the ground floor, whereas, you know, just instead of going in from a regular uncanny X-Men issue, but it um, is, I am interested to see where, where this uh, where this is going. I guess, th- well, according to the back matter, this miniseries will lead into the X-Men splitting and, and you'll have a Wolverine in the X-Men, and I guess Cyclops will lead his X-Men. And uh, I, I'm really not concerned about what's coming afterwards. I don't care what happens five issues or another four issues from now. I'm I'm uh, I'm interested really in in the here and now and and seeing where where things go from here. It's um has anybody read it? Is that the one with the uh, Ed McGinnis covers? Did we- uh, uh, no, this was, uh, this was a Pacheco cover. Oh, I did not read it, but I, I look through those things whenever they're on the table every Wednesday, and, and, uh, I, I did admire the Pacheco art. How could you not? I mean, yeah, come on, it's Yeah, Pacheco. no, I did, it's, it's, um, it's not, because uh, it's not Marino inking him, it, it's not, I don't think it's as, as great as, uh, as Superman stuff he was doing a couple of years ago. I think it's better than the stuff he was doing when he first came back to Marvel a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, but um, but it's it's still, I mean, everything still looks good. It looks great. Uh, it looks okay. It, it's just... Um, yeah, because that, that Ultimate Universe stuff that Pacheco was doing didn't yeah. look a whole lot like Pacheco. Or well, uh, at, least, at least not the Pacheco that well, we've come to know. That was Dexter Vine stuff. He inked him on that? Yeah, were you talking about Ultimate Thor, or are you talking about something else? Uh, the one before that with Ultimate uh, was, was it Ultimate Avengers or something? Rogers or? Yeah, something like that. Oh, I Pacheco didn't know did that. Yeah, because uh, stuff I just read Ultimate Thor, the uh, the hardcover. Uh, that was uh, who wrote that? That was Hickman, uh, your boy. That was, yes, that <laughs> <was>. <laughs> your boy. That's why I didn't read it. Yeah, that's why. Who's your boy? Yeah. Uh, no, I I had heard that you know I really don't I I gave up the Ultimate Universe quite some time ago. Other than uh. But Ultimate X brought me back as Art Adams. Because um, yeah. it's friggin' incredible. Uh, absolutely. But I had heard after this Ultimate Thor came out that it was actually 
pretty good. A lot of people seem to have enjoyed it, so I, I bought the trade and uh, uh it wasn't. I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't. No, I mean, it was it was kind of one of those things like Hickman and Pacheco should have been a home run for me, and it was. Uh-huh. Um, admittedly, the 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 other thing that enticed me is I of all I I don't have much of a interest in in the ultimate character versions of the characters, and I'm not even an ultimate Spider-Man fan, really. I know it's uh, gasps all, all across the universe and hearing that, but uh, <laughs> but um, but I, I did think that their take on Thor, at least from what I saw of him in the um, the first two Ultimates uh, uh, min- minis, were, was cool. Like I, I liked the way they they made Thor, and you didn't know if he was just a psychopath, yeah, you know, yeah rich, yeah. you know, big Norse guy who happened to think he was a god, or if he actually was a god. I thought that was cool. Um, and this is basically his. I didn't know this coming into it, but it, it was basically his origin story. It takes place before the Ultimates, um, and uh, it was it was fine. But I thought, in in reading it in in a collected form, I, I thought it it took a lot of leaps. Like you turn the page, and a big chunks of stuff that happened in the Ultimate Universe happened in between the pages, and you're just supposed to know that. And some of them early in the book I did because you know I was reading the Ultimate Universe when those things happened. But some of the later things, which I'm assuming were part of the whole, um, I don't even know, the ultimate, the ultimatum stuff I'm gathering, I can assume that's what they were alluding to, but but they didn't explain it at all. It's just sort of like you're in one page, you turn it, and then there's a new status quo, and you're supposed to have known what happened. They don't even really reference it. So I found that very, very hard to follow. And um, so as a complete work onto its own, I don't think it held up that well. Um, I assume if you were very familiar with the rest of what was going on with the Ultimate Universe over that time period, it's fine. But um, and and yeah, it was weird because Pacheco, who you guys know, I love. I mean, Avengers Forever and stuff. Um, it, it was it wasn't. I thought it was fine, but it was Pacheco inked by Dexter. And again, I think Dexter's a great inker. But um, it was just a little odd, I guess, because again, I think Dexter has such a strong style of his own that um, it just didn't quite look like what I think of as Pacheco. But certainly, I would have to say, like, if I didn't know, if if this was just some other artist not named Carlos Pacheco, it it, it was good art. I mean, it wasn't. I, I don't have, you know, I didn't have a major problem with it. But it just, it definitely didn't feel like the Pacheco that I, you know, see every, you know, like with Avengers Forever or I guess some things probably more recently that I'm just like, oh, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, so not a must read. No. Okay. I mean, you said automatically going on. Yeah, yeah and, and as you know, I make I, I tease you. I mean, I'm I'm generally a, quite a bit of a Hickman fan, so it's not uh, you know. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm just surprised. I mean, after you got and and the way some of the folks were talking about FF number six, I mean, I figured you know Hickman had the Midas touch and he could do no wrong. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm uh, otherwise, well, uh, I also have to say, uh, Red uh, Red Red Wing number one was um, a little. Wasn't didn't 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 float my boat too much either. I liked it. Ah. Really? I like Don't tell me about it because I, I, you know, I, I read Daily News. I thought it was interesting, and and I, I appreciate that. It's that, a Hickman uh, book, and then, okay, so that that that's why I'd like to. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's, looking forward you know, to it. It's no, it's 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 high concept. Uh, the art wise looks very European. It's uh, uh, a, a twist on on uh, time travel and the morality of time travel. And it's got a yeah, it's you know father son tale to it. Um, it. It's like a lot of Hickman stuff. It's um, interesting scientific concepts with um, very um, 
dystopian like... with very dystopian level emotional contact. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. Well, I it's... think I said this on Twitter to some people that were complaining about it. As I said, while the first issue I didn't it didn't wow me by any stretch, I I do think to be fair to Hickman, uh, having read all of his stuff, you know, all of his his independent work. Um, I think his first issues often feel to people a little unemotional because he does like to set the universe in pretty, pretty. You know, he likes to lay out the universe and he's not a real good emotional writer. And right. you know what? That's okay. It's it, it's. I'll 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 will I'll take the high concept. Um, you know, the ultra sci-fi stuff. That that's fun. You know, I don't. You know, I I don't need to sit down and get in touch with my fucking female side to read comics all the time. Oh, so that's, all the time. You know, there is some a, of the time a time travel kind of father. Well, it's kind of like a father son type deal that I am uh, to which I am looking very much forward, and that's Jason. Uh, the infinite. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not father and son. It's son, yeah. son, son, but still, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Totally, but, dude. Yeah. Uh, there's no secret that I really hate events. No, no, that's, that's, uh, Mr., Mr. Liefeld in I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving that a shot even though it's Kirkman. I'm giving that a shot because it's Liefeld. So, I mean, that, hell yeah. Don't scare me by telling me Hickman's going to anything to do with it. <laughs> no, no, I'm not scaring you. I hate events. I really do. I, I don't like the whole uh, chopped up storylines and multiple titles and all that bullshit. And I mean, after all these years, I, I've really grown to hate events. But there's one going on now that I am digging the shit out of. It's uh, to, uh, basically Fear itself. No, basically, it's a weekly event, and. Uh, I think it's going to be this company's eyebrow raiser. It's going to get a lot of people uh, interested in this company. And uh, Jason, I think Jason talked about it two weeks ago. I talked about it a week before that. It's it's the hit list agenda. Yes. I, I picked up uh, executive assistant Lotus number one today. They are really knocking these out of the park. It, Aspen Comics. It's very well done. I, 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 uh, I read... Awesome Aspen comic this week, but go ahead. Did you read what was it? Dark City? Did you get that? Nope. Oh, and, but I'm I'm sure it's probably very Haunted good, City. But, Haunted City. No, that's the Dark one. No, nope. uh, it's uh, what it is is a series of four miniseries, and while they're not, I I don't want to say they don't have any bearing on each other because they do. I mean, the, the, there's events that play out or um, information that is delivered in, in all of the issues. But I'm guessing you can read one without losing any of the uh, impact of the story within, but they are all kind of linked. And, it, and it's like I said, it's a weekly uh, a event starting with uh, Iris Zero, and then it moves into the five-issue Iris miniseries and then the three-issue miniseries of Orchid, Lotus, and Violet. It, it It's really hot. Did you read uh, Lotus number one, Jason? I have it. I have not read it, though, yet. No. Wow. I, well, I won't spill the beans then. It It's great. It's just great. And and it's it's dark. There's a lot of depressing stuff in it, but it, like I said, now that Daredevil's not doing it anymore, you can come here if you want that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, these are are brain-addled 
assassins who have been duped. And the thing I like the best about uh, these series is, yes, these women are mentally, physically, and sexually abused, but they're getting the up on on their uh, abusers. This is this is you know women. What do they call that? Uh, up with people. This is up with women. <laughs> They're they're kicking ass and they're taking names and it's just well they're not taking names they're just killing people, it it's great stuff and I know Jason agrees because for him to go off on on an Aspen book that's a big to do right Jason <laughs> uh, this is true yeah no I, I really enjoyed the zero issue for sure um, so yeah, have you read anything past that no oh you're in for it it's great stuff yeah. Michael I thought Donald- I would let them all sort of pile up and uh, yeah. I have an obscene yeah. Regina pile right now of, of single issues. I've been reading so many yeah. I Actually, yeah. the, the night we got home from uh, from Hawaii, um, you know, everybody was quite jet lagged, and uh, so the kids and uh, and and Beth went to sleep pretty early. I guess you know East Coast time, and um, so I just like you know what I'll I'll just uh, get all my my single issues back in order, and uh, it was it was just obscene. I mean, I <laughs> I, I didn't even count it, but it's got to be two long boxes worth of single issues sitting. Holy there. mackerel! Really? Oh my god! Wow! So, it's Man. uh yeah. I've d- I've decided that uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna pretty much just go with like Walking Dead for singles from here on. And <laughs> Yeah, well, I mentioned that to Vince on on uh, Twitter today. I I, I am. Much to uh, our sponsor's chagrin, I am massively. Uh, this month is the first. I'm, I, unless something changes in my mind, I, the the uh, the Excel spreadsheet that I'm about to submit is massively lower than it's been in years. I just, uh, it's not. It's just so many books I, that I enjoy just fine. It's not like I don't enjoy them, but you know, once you get to a point where you haven't read it in eight, ten, twelve issues, it's like yep. I really couldn't could do with just not ordering it and then if if i miss it i could pick it up you know down the road on the cheap or a trade on the cheap at the cons you know and truth is i i i need i need to build up an inventory of things that i can pick up at places like cons or the wild pig sale because the last few of the events i've i buy so much shit like as it comes out that i'm like god oh, there's nothing really for me to to even buy on these like 50 percent off or you know to buy you know buy two get three free things i've just there's been nothing for me to even get because i'm getting it all so i'm like this is gonna be you know let me let me start you know not getting some things and then if if i start missing them then i can you know then i'll i'll, I'll have them to to go and grab you know yeah it's a healthy I did the, thing yeah i did the same thing not not to the extreme that jason is though but i i pulled back and and you know you have to determine worth value uh and and a lot of the books that i'm dropping oddly enough are 399 titles that we get through DCBS for maybe two fifty to what is it two fifty nine after the discount for for some titles and and the company that received the most cuts was Dynamite. I, yeah, I, it, well, I mean, for you, I can see that. Yeah, because I know you buy usually buy a lot of their stuff. I buy a lot of their books, and and I took a step back and looked at Warlord of Mars, and and I'm thinking, is this worth two fifty an issue? I enjoy it, but. Is it any better than? I'm gonna re- than I'm gonna read Kirby Genesis. In oh, I'm not dropping that. Out. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm not dropping it. I really liked it, but I'm gonna read it in trade. Oh yeah. right, but, but but like Vampirella, the main series, I'm gonna give. I, I still have a lot of leeway with that because it, it towards the end of this, what was it, six issues for the the circle, the Crown of Worms, mm-hmm. they kind of redeemed themselves. But the the other one, the the, the Scarlet Legion, uh, it is there's no way in hell that that book is worth two fifty a pop. It's just not, <laughs> you know. So you know, so me, it, it got it, cut. It's, uh, 
Yeah, no, I mean it. it and I know we've we've joked about this, but I'm, I'm not going on a business rant. But uh, I mean, I think the thing that finally did it for me was just Marvel putting so many of their titles out twice a month. I mean, it's yeah, just, yeah. yeah. I mean, because that really has two. It has effect in two ways. One, it's twice a month, so I know for probably a lot of people that are on like a more specific budget, that's got to be hard for them. But then for me, it was that. The, the issues are piling up like X-Men Legacy I, I think I have like 15 issues I haven't read like wow, why am wow I that's still ordering, but why am I still ordering and it's coming out twice a month so why am I ordering two issues of this a month when I have over a year's worth I, I may not even be enjoying the book anymore if I read you know what I mean like yeah. I may read the next arc and think ah so I'm like alright well it's not like I'm not going to get these issues or the hardcover or a trade of it at some point, you know, at the at New York Comic Con or C2, you know, it's not like I'm going to, it's like, not like a in, indie book, like a, a non-player or a, you know, or something where it, you pr- may have a hard time finding the issues if, if, if you don't get it when it comes out, but, you know. Right. Um, so. I did the same thing with the Mignola books. Uh, not because I'm, I'm not enamored with the content. I am. It's just that I let the Hellboy stuff pile up until the miniseries are complete. So what's the point of buying the single issues? Right. Why just wait for the damn trade? And uh, another reason, I think the cover stock that Dark Horse is using is horrible. It's like it's tissue paper. It's just r- ridiculously thin, very flimsy. If I'm going to invest the money in these stories where I know the art is very much worth preserving, like mm-hmm. Guy Davis and everyone associated with the Mignola books, I, I want those in more durable formats because I'm going to read them again. You know, yeah. so I, I'm just yeah. I pulled back and I just wiped all of the Dark Horse uh, Hellboy stuff from my pull list. Yeah, and I think I mentioned you even with the DC. I've I've actually was wasn't sure how I was going to approach it, but I've decided I'm going to do digital, like all digital. I think that's there a wise know. choice. Yeah, because even you know, or you can lo- buy the big fucking mega omnibus. Well, that's what we were talking about. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Be- the shelf. You know, the because shelf stuff. Even if a third of the books are are great and the rest are just okay, it's worth spending because you know damn well DCBS is going to have that honking huge uh, hardcover for at least forty to fifty percent right. off. So it, yeah. it, it it's in your best interest to wait. And I thought that was kind of weird that and not too much didn't make too much business sense to announce that they're they're collecting all of the first number one and issues then, like a they, month later. They did right. the same Wednesday comics. Yeah, that, that's just well, it, insane. But, well, see, I don't. They, they didn't necessarily announce it in the list. It was um, I think the D.O. talking about it in an interview, and that's where kind of I think might have true, true. Yeah, yeah it's, it's silly. It's it should have just the, uh, what, what, wait what wait a month it? until the. The, the orders go through. Well, as much as we're talking about that specific book, I, I think it's actually an odd decision in, in itself because I do think that's a book that will cater to either double dippers or... And that's right. And if, if, there, if, if this whole like reboot is designed to, I guess, new eyes on on the titles, that this is basically, I guess, catering to, to those long-term fans that, like you said, Jason, that, that, that like it, the pretty stuff on their shelf. And, and it's just, it, it, it just... It struck me weird to see that that announced that that they're coming out with one collection, collecting all the first issues. Where there are, it's it's not even like the first issues. We haven't even read them yet, so we don't even know if the if, if these new titles are going to be something that people are going to stick with. But but now here's just one big collection of of all the first issues, where a lot of them are going to be continued to the second issue. You know, I just. I, but if there is an editorial plan, and I and we're pretty much 
certain that there is. If they format those first issues as essentially done-in-one origin stories with dangling plot threads that could entice someone to pick up subsequent issues, that big-ass 52-issue hardcover could be uh, akin to, like, the big book of DC Origins. Okay, the the, the problem I have with that is that DC collection solicits... So if I get the first issue, if I get that big honk hardcover... They're already going to have the third and fourth issues on the shelf. They're, they're just because it's solicited in the October previews, it's coming out in October. So yeah. even if even if I went to the comic shop and bought it during the first week of October, so then I can and I can read all twelve hundred pages before I get back to the shop to get the second issues of those titles I'm interested in. It that's not going to happen only because when DC actually pushes the book out. Right, but see, which lends credibility to kind of sort of my assumptions that those stories are formatted for longevity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to embark on a on a publishing endeavor, especially for a hardcover and a book of that size, if those stories weren't going to have weren't going to resonate for a while. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm glad they're doing it. I'm going to just buy the damn hardcover. I, I there's something irresistible about a big ass hardcover like that on the shelf that you can consult whenever you have a question like you know how did batman how many pearls fell from martha wayne's necklace when (laughs) when they when when they were killed you know so yeah i'm definitely in for the hardcover oh and and for the record uh i'm in chris's camp on the uh speaking of martha wayne i'm in chris's camp on that little debate you guys had last week it was fucking awesome wasn't it Oh, I thought it was yeah. way oh, awesome. No, it was. I mean, it's yeah. As as yeah. A, as a, oh my gosh, I can't believe that it's 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 pretty big doing. But with me, I'm just I'm too detached from this universe because I've only known these characters in this incarnation for three minutes. I just I don't have a connection there. I mean, and it's great that people are like, holy shit! I can't believe Asriel decided to do that. That's cool. But I just I'm, I'm a little detached from. What what's that miniseries called? Uh, Flashpoint Batman the uh, Crying I, Game? I, I, Is that I, what it's called? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> wow, what a little bit. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> uh, I'm bad. Yeah, you are. Whatever. I know. It's got it is kind of a cool concept. Yeah. Hey, I got a book uh I wonder I bet at least two of you have read, maybe all three of you have, but I don't think we've ever talked about it. And uh I have no idea if I bring it up if you're going to be like, oh, I love that book, or if you're going to be like, oh, but I, I, it's, it's a book that, uh, they just put out in trade, or at least they re put out in trade. I don't know if it was ever traded before. Um, I bought the book because it's, uh, of, of the, the writer. Um, I know he's a, a friend of the show, if you will, at least some of you guys are extremely fond of him. Um, and I'm talking about Golly. Oh, oh Hester. Hester. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Phil Hester, uh, drawn by Brooke Turner. So you, yeah. I, so by your O's, you guys did read it, I guess. Is the thing. I, I don't for the first issue. I started. I, yeah, that's the thing. It's <laughs> okay. Kinda, yeah, it's a little delayed here and there. So I don't was know it? How, yeah, yeah, I don't know when it finished. It, it's forever, for, I think, like between the second and third issue, or even the first and second issue. It just it took a while. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like a that. year. Wasn't it up to a year between issues, I think? Have, you, have, you have the collection, Jason? I'm sorry? You have the collection? Yeah, Image just put a trade out of it. Well, that's How many good. issues? It's five issues. Okay, yeah, I have no idea when the hell the, the, the series ended. 
Well, I don't know if it's one of those series that, hey, if I'm the first two issues, then it's one of the rest of the series by the selection, or if they actually finished putting it out in singles and then they came out with the collection. It's rough. Well, I'm sure, I mean, this came out years ago, right? I mean, the issues? Yeah, it's, it started, I think, three years ago, didn't it? Oh, it, I, really? I got the sense it was even longer than that. Was no, it? It, it started after we started. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's fascinating because I, you know, I feel like I'm always up on what Image is doing, and I don't even remember ever seeing this. I guess you're right. I guess it just wasn't in my purview. And then, um, yeah. Well, I, I was, I, okay, so you guys have, I, I was just curious if you got what you guys had thought of it because I, th- I thought it was, um, uh, <laughs> no, I thought there were like some, there were some moments in the book, like some, some vignettes. It, it's very much character driven, you know, story. Mm-hmm. It's about a, a guy that's kind of a carny. Well, I guess not kind of. He's a carny, kind of a loser. He gets um, visited by uh, an angel, uh, given powers, mm-hmm. basically. And his job is then presumably I, this. It strikes me that it was written as an ongoing, and it just never. And I don't know if that's the case, but it reads like it was an ongoing. It was going to be him traveling around with this wacky band of misfits in the circus, and he was going to. They said, you know, with each town they got to, there was going to be some kind of baddie he was going to have to, you know, suss out and 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 cure or fix or kill, whatever the case may be. Um, so kind of almost like a mission of the week thing. Fine premise. Um, but there were like little, there were moments of it that I thought were clever, but I felt like the total, it, 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 it they stuck out because they were wrapped around a lot of stuff that I thought kind of fell flat, you know. Um, yeah. Like even things like um, there's the character that. The, the devil is is part of the carny. He's he's and you're you're led to believe he's actually Satan. Although they don't, I don't know that they explicitly ever come out and say that. But it's it's Ron Jeremy, like it's, <laughs> it's a hedgehog. Yeah, it's, 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 right, you're laughing. It sounds funny, but like in the context of the book, it at least to me, I was like, oh, because I just because I guess like I don't know. Ron Jeremy is in he. It's a pretty. It's not an uncommon thing to have Ron Jeremy a, a, appear as a sort of. You know, I, I feel like I've seen that before, like in real, like in real, like in TV and movies, like Ron Jeremy get, you know, it's like, oh, look, there's Ron Jeremy. Ha ha. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, yeah. it didn't strike me as all that unique. And, uh, and, and I guess it, to me, it read like, um, and again, I, I feel back. So it's, I think Phil Hester's a quality creator. I, I don't, but, but this read to me like, like preacher light, you know, like, and yeah. then he was trying to, to play with the idea of faith and, belief and religion and the roles they play in, in our society in, in a very tongue-in-cheek way, which is really obviously what Preacher did, but Preacher did it so well. I mean, so well, you know, and, and so maybe it's totally unfair to compare this to something like Preacher, but it was hard as you, I, you know, all I can do is, is tell you how I, you know, right or wrong, That's as I was reading it, I was thinking of Preacher thinking, wow, this is what preacher was only like way you know way better executed so um yeah i don't know it was it was just sort of just kind of left left me flat but i i didn't know if maybe there was if you guys were going to come out in defense of it and say i was missing the boat on it but no uh, i i I didn't read past the first issue and and since you mentioned preacher i I think um from from what i get from interviews uh i think phil did pitch it to vertigo like a decade earlier so i guess maybe it was I lost track of the book when the first break started. Like, I think I bought the first two issues, and then they had that extended wait. I think it was between two and three. I'm not sure. But whatever 
the chunk of time between issues, I just completely lost track of the book and forgot to either pick it up or order it. So what I did like, what I read, I agree with Jason, does have a preacher vibe to it a little bit. But uh, has, he plays around with the religious um, musings in darkness a little bit, too. So it's it's mm-hmm. not too much new f- for for Hester, but yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. Um, well, I, think, I, I, I did like. I think if you describe like Vince, you we you, I think you all, this is. I feel like this is the kind of book that if you described it on an episode, like some of the vignettes, people would go like, "Holy shit, I got to read that book!" Like, I, like yeah. they're like you know because they're like I said, there's a Ron Jeremy thing. Like he his best friend who was like his mentor has died before the book, and then he gets he becomes like his his spirit guide. But it, apparently, he kept the ashes in an old beer can. So there's this old beer can called of knob beer, and this beer can and the ashes like are his mentor, his 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 guide, and they speak to mm-hmm. him, and you know they're very foul mouth, and it's like yeah, that was cool. Conceptually, that's cool. I just felt like the execution kind of left me. Eh. Now, to be fair to Phil, um, you know, I don't again, I don't know who this, gen- I don't know Brooke Turner, I don't know what else that they've done, but I just felt like the art really just just didn't just didn't do it justice. Just very very didn't very match. pedestrian art. I oh, see. I like the art. It, it was kind of yeah. yeah. A little rough, but I think that's a little charming. Yeah, sometimes. well, you you tend to be a little more, as we've talked about, you do a little more forgiving of the of the roughness because you appreciate the the, uh, the 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 carefree nature of that, like that they're kind of just putting on the page what they feel is on the page. But I I just confidence that that works for me. But I don't I did this didn't strike me as confidence, more sort of just un, undisciplined. I mean, and again, oh, okay. you could be right, and I could be wrong. It's just it, as I'm reading it, though, I'm like, ah, it's you're you're it's, rarely wrong though. It just felt yeah. like someone who hasn't hadn't quite refined. Their 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 sense of of um, of depth, you know. I felt like there was a lot of issues with 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 dimensionality in the book. You know, okay. it looked really two D, which obviously books are two D, but you know what I mean. It didn't have the depth right. that I think it should have had, mm-hmm. and also anatomy. Um, just it, it just struck me as like sometimes the, and I and I know I'm going to hear the well, you're a fan of you know the old image style, which granted, but again to me that's that you know that was expressive. You know this this. And to each his own oh, yeah. with art, but this this was I think they were going for a much more realistic type of drawing style. And so then I, if you're going for realistic, then I think you need to be judged on the anatomy more than if you're going for something that's a little more, right. uh, you know, um, expressive. And, and this to me didn't strike me as something that was intended to be expressive. So, yeah. But uh, I mean, there's own. there's a, there's a huge difference, and you can perceive it right when you see it. There's a big difference between expressive anatomy, like a Kirby. Or a Ditko or a Larson and guys that are just throwing it down because they don't know how to do it all that much. You know, I mean, you could say, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing the boundaries of the human anatomy. No, you're not. You're making up for the fact that you don't know where that muscle is. You know, (laughs) so whatever. Yeah. And then again, Ron Jeremy's not all that appearing now, appealing now that he has the Dicky do. You know what I mean? Because his, be- his, no, no his 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 belly hangs out farther than his dicky do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has that? Huh? Hasn't he always had that? I mean, well, I don't know. there was a time when I mean he. Place here. Yeah, he was never a big a fat man. That he's ever been a pillar of fitness. I mean, right? Right, but now he's just big. I mean, there's there's everything's just big. Right. Right. He's got a. Nothing grows in the shade. So So I read a book from Aspen. Yeah, you said. What was that? Um, 
have you not read the the waiting mechanic yet? I didn't get it yet, but it's it's coming. It's pretty yeah. sweet. Talk of a uh, of damn of right. The... Speaking of, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a big delay between issues one and two. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, well, you know, it's it's from Aspen. Well, are they known for late books? I don't even know. I don't think. Well, no. it's look at the art though. Come on, that shit's worth Fathom waiting for. Was um, notoriously late. Oh really? Was okay. it most of them mostly Turner though? Yeah, those you know all Turner stuff. But yeah, it's I don't know, it's just one of those publishers that you kind of just I mean, expect if, things if, to be late. If I'm cancer, your mother's dying. I'm pretty sure I can figure some lateness. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Right. It's, right. right. It, it's okay. The guy's dead. He was. Yeah. I'm not talking <sighs> with the dead. Uh, you know, oh. if I were Joe Benitez and I had the common sense to realize that this was my masterwork to date, I wouldn't give a shit if it was late either. I would make sure. No, that. no. I mean, I, I, th- I think that I think the people that like the book will continue to buy the book, and I really liked it. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's, you know, 1800s steampunk. It's. Uh, um, it, it's it's got you know a little bit of a Hellboy vibe to it. It's got the uh, uh, you know the the hot chick who's part you know part machine and uh, you know kind of that you know Victorian era detective uh, story you know detective mystery story to it uh, set in an, an alternate world where you know uh, technology is uh, is you know it's a steampunk world. Uh, very mm-hmm. cool. I enjoyed it. I, I liked every second of it. I mean, it's. Uh, I I don't know if people will reference it as the most cutting edge, you know, comic book ever made or anything like that. But uh, no, it's just uh, it's just good comic books. It's it's the kind of stuff that that you can do in comics on on a comic book budget that that you you can't do anywhere else in any other media. And uh, and I love that about it. I mean, it's 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 a lot of world building and these you know amazing uh, places that that Benitez creates for this for this book that you I mean you can't do it anywhere else. It's certainly not as um, you know as like a, a creator own book. And I you know I don't know exactly how the the Aspen stuff works, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a cool world that he's building up and. Uh, uh, I'm interested in the mystery of it and and uh, the main character. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool stuff. Reminds me of uh, in tone. Reminds me of Ruse a little bit. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, you're right. You're right. Now you're talking my language. Yeah, but uh, I, d- I definitely think it's a career high for him. And and uh, looks great. It does. But uh, this is not going to sound too butch. One of the things I was most impressed with was the uh clothing the the, uh, the no <laughs> the, the, the the fashion uh-huh. of the different characters it's it's well, delicate such a fashionista events no i mean just just the the textures and the patterns and he's got the the uh the folds and the the corsets and just just the period costume the costumes of that period he's got them down i think it's gorgeous and the mm-hmm. The, the text treatments and the, the filigree going on, it's a beautiful friggin' series. It really is. Um, yeah, and you can't knock uh, alternate covers by what Campbell did one, right? Didn't... Um I'm not for sure. I got the I got the uh, the zero and number one issue 
combined um, that they put oh, out. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not a huge Campbell fan. In fact, I, I opted for the Benitez covers over the Campbell covers, but it's just a pretty book. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's pretty, and, and actually, the story was uh, enough to keep me coming back. Sure. Awesome. Yeah, I heard. I heard the first. I heard good things about the first issue, but I, uh, I just haven't heard anything since. But yeah, the second one did. So it came out a couple weeks ago, right? I think last week. So, I think. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's. Cool. Uh, I've got the. Yeah, I just got the uh, the, the the zero and one uh, edition. Yeah, from mm-hmm. DCBS. So. Jason, I definitely think if you are interested, you'd know damn well that this is going to be issued in a large format hardcover because it deserves it. And, and uh-huh. they're, gonna cap- they're gonna capitalize on the bus, definitely. Cool. Speaking yeah. of uh of, of guys that we've recently said are having career best, you know, we we were uh quite off to praise the um Marine Man, which uh, you know, sadly bit of a quick ado, but um but uh was well, is that all done? I think yeah, yeah, it, it was today. all done. But uh but but the good news is it uh it's been picked up for a, a cartoon. Nice. Oh, Where'd you hear that? Uh, it was on our forums, actually. I think uh, I think uh, again, um, uh, Mr. Nelson, uh, Jim N, posted it on nice. uh, two days ago. Nice, that's excellent yeah. news. I yeah. will watch that. Yeah, now I don't. Now to be fair, I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't. I don't know if it was like optioned, and you know, we'll have to see if it actually gets made or not. But I, I don't know how far along they're in the process. But I did see that that at least it's you know being considered. So hopefully it'll it'll get fast tracked and happen. Very cool. Yeah. Good. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, what else we got? We still got a good 15, 20 minute. Get him past my bedtime. Oh, good God. Are you serial? Midwesterner. (laughs) Shit. All right, well. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, since Chris is tired, we can always drag out the in your travels, like pull a fast one. Yeah, I thought we were going to have an ask. Ask Vince B segment this week. So. Oh no, nobody wants to hear that. Hey, I know what we can talk about before we what? say goodbye, uh, and it is uh, in in a sense saying goodbye. How about the the borders uh, news? Oh that's, bummer, yeah, yeah. that that's yeah. very sad. I, I would I would say you know we didn't didn't exactly come out of the blue. I mean everyone kind of no no kind of kind of saw that one. I mean. They've been limping along on life support for a while. Hey, it's a, it's a, it's a, okay. It's, and, and Jason, Mr. Mr. Conservative financial guy will, <laughs> um, um, will, will laugh at me. I, I think, I think it's sad that, that we, that we, you know, live in a world where we'll bail out, um, you know, manufacturers because they're too big to fail, but, uh, we can't keep 300 or 400 bookstores open in this country. That's kind of sad. Uh yeah well I be yeah I you probably read me right and then I don't I don't really see the correlation between one or the other but I I <laughs> so I'm, I'm not I'm not generally a fan but let me it, what I mean is I'm not generally a fan of bailouts of any kind I don't sure, sure. so I don't um, whereas I think what happened to Borders is free markets at work and I'm that's Just bad, bad 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 business and change yeah I I yeah but... so I'm more on the side of while it it stinks that Borders is going out of business I do think. That's sort of the nature of things, but on the flip side, I agree with you. I also don't know why we needed to do some of the things we did to bail out other companies, but whatever. Um, but the but yeah, you know, it, look, um, yeah, it's going to be hard for me to. I I don't want to speak to that. Uh, okay, it, I think it's going to be like people are not going to 
I don't. I have a feeling my perspective is not going to be well received. By their their their, okay. business, their business model was not going to work in the new marketplace, and and that they they built their well they didn't build they they changed their business to be coupon based to exactly. yeah. to drive people to the store to hopefully save as much or almost as much as what they could already save from the convenience of their own home or work by ordering online was right. not going to work. Well, that's and that's exactly my point, though. Yeah. Don't you think that they would not be in this trouble if... Now, they're, they're, they've partnered with Amazon, right? You, you, they, you can go they, on. They, you you can go on Amazon and pick it up. Pick up a Borders book that you ordered, right? They they've they've they, done that they did in the past. Time. I don't know. Is, was that still going on? They had been well, right. I, I know they. For a long time. I know they did in the past. But doesn't it make sense that if you're partnered with Amazon, why not price your material exactly the same for someone who doesn't? For some wait for someone who doesn't want to wait. First, to have something shipped to their house, just go to local borders. It's the same damn thing as going to Amazon. No, like, it's it's it's, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of yeah. things. They went they went real estate crazy in yeah. in the nineties and early two thousands, and they ended up you know basically like a lot of the country. They ended up upside down on on a lot of on a lot of real estate holdings yeah. and yeah, it's it was it was a lot of stuff. But you know, Barnes and Noble is still out there. Be interested well, to see, which, which boggles my do. mind. Yeah. yeah, if you want to talk about the business thing of it, I mean, well, certainly Amazon is Amazon. The the real comparison, I think, is Barnes & Noble, which has had their troubles uh, the last five years as well. However, doing quite nicely now, you know, Liberty Media, which is a, a huge, uh, really successful media conglomerate run by John Malone, who's, you know, a, a unbelievably, not only wealthy, but but extremely successful uh, uh, serial uh, acquirer. Of, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a brilliant uh, American businessman, he you know he Liberty's buying Barnes and Noble and and uh, you know whereas Barnes and Noble certainly has an uphill battle relative to Amazon. Um, you know, well, no- and, and, you know, and everyone says Amazon, but you know what's what's faith? Amazon isn't just a bookseller. A- Amazon is a whole hell of a lot more than that. Amazon is just a huge online marketplace now, and they started they specialized in books, but it's a lot more than that now. Oh sure, but I mean, as far as Barnes and Noble and Borders are concerned, I mean, Amazon is their competition. I mean, that's, sure, that's sure. But what I'm saying is, Barnes and Noble has the Nook, um, which again, you know, you could debate Nook versus Kindle, whatever. That that's irrelevant. But the fact is, the Nook is doing well enough that it's an asset for Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. you know, and it's uh, something they can build off of. And and you know, uh, Borders just Borders made a lot of mistakes, like Chris said. I mean, it, it's it's uh, overbuilding, you know, at, at a time when a lot of a lot of American companies did that. A lot of retail companies overbuilt, but they they did it. They weren't able to extricate themselves from a lot of bad leases. Um they don't really do well with the e-reader plan. They didn't handle that. But but really to me, I think, you know, Chris you said it right, the the, the coupon or maybe it was the coupon business model used to be an extreme it's a long-standing and very viable retail business model that started with some of the department stores uh, back in the, you know, the the 50s had that model as a way to differentiate themselves and it worked. It would bring in a different demographic that, that otherwise probably wouldn't have gone to that type of store. It worked well. Inherently for a long time, it was a fine model, but once the internet not only existed as a place to buy things alternatively, but, but the internet, the one thing the internet's done from a retail perspective is it's made consumers really smart about the, the fair price of goods. You know, there's, there's, you have to be, you know, country dumb to, to not, Take three seconds to pull up 
at home on a computer or on your smartphone the, a, a comparison of prices for a good you're about to buy and know if you're overpaying. And I think, unfortunately, that crushes the coupon business model because when well, it, it, it has it has destroyed the notion that the price that something is listed at is what you should actually pay. sure and and you know to to bring us back to comics that's you know I don't know about, I think we're all in the same but I think everyone that buys comics today we're we're very few of us are of the mindset that we'll pay cover price for anything I mean exactly. I I will not you know look I, it's gotten to the point where when I look at previews now if a trade or a hardcover is only 30 or 40 percent discounted I quite often will pass on it yeah like that's how my mind's working now because I'm like then we well, then we talk about some retailers either it was either at C two E two or or New York Comic Con and it was either a publisher or a retailer that was trying to sell stuff at full price and it's yeah. like hey right hey, yeah. hey, no and and with the like with 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 comic book trades and hardcovers I know that unless it's something like an Inkle or a low print run thing you know like the the the, the Rocketeer Artist Edition where you know it's going to be low print run and then it's going to be out of print, you're gonna have to buy it for a, a markup. Other than those things, if it's something by Marvel or DC or Indian Image, you know that pretty much any time you feel like it, you're gonna be able to get it for 37 percent off or more. 37 being Amazon's price, right? So mm-hmm. to me, 40 is almost you know that's sort of like even Stevens. That's like if I really want it, then I'll do the 40. Anything below that, like I mean, honestly, why would I? You know, I don't feel any. I just don't feel the compunction. Like to me, thirty-seven percent off is the de facto is the de facto highest price I will pay for a in-print collected edition because that's what I know I can get it from from Amazon because I'm a Prime member for you know for free shipping and I'll get it. They'll have it in stock and it'll be in my house two days later. You know what I mean? So yeah, another plus for Amazon, which uh, I just noticed this week, they will allow. I have an Amazon uh, Visa. And oh. I, I use it for, uh, say, huge payments that we know we're going to pay off. I'll just throw it on the card just to get the damn points. Yeah, we do that they will, miles, yeah. They will allow you to use your points from the Amazon Visa at checkout. Cool. That's very neat. What's the, is it, is it, how much is the credit? It, like? I think it's one to 100. For every 100 you spend, you get a point. And, uh, I mean, we, we had to get in, get in, oh, shit. Yeah. It's but cool. Go. You're getting your point, yeah. <laughs> you can, yeah. Um, but no, so, yeah, I mean, you know, sale of, it's, I guess the only bummer about it is that, you know, Borders was reasonably comic friendly. You know, they, 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 they made their attempts to, eh. to sell comics. Yeah, you know, they tried to, but honestly, every time I walked into a Borders and went to their, went to their comic section and it, it was, oh, who did we lose? It was David. Yeah. Um, every every time I went into a Borders, it, their comic section was a fucking train wreck. Just yeah. a train. Right. Yeah. The mon the manga was very neatly organized, which manga uh, I think uh, lends itself to that. Um, but you know that I don't read it, so you know I was looking at the you know I was looking at the the comics and it was a fucking train wreck they, they were awful every every time every borders so they had them you just couldn't make you know fucking hide their hair of them mm-hmm. so what no he's laughing at david i think david's no, trying to get on oh is he okay yeah 
You going to pick him back up so we can do our inner travels? Vince? Yes, sir. I will get him. What the fuck happened? He's back. Alright, guess who's back? Back again. David's back. Tell a friend. How do I sound? Shitty. Still, still crackly. Uh, hey, David. Yes, sir. Did Renee get anything in the mail? Uh, not as of today yet. Okay, no. okay. No, we'll table that conversation until next week then. All right then, dude. Tell my my tell my newbie and queen she's got a little something something coming. Oh lord, damn. <laughs> All right. Yeah, boy. I what was it? What was it easy to find? You you'll find out. Right, I guess I will. I guess yeah. I will. That's right. It's gonna be a goddamn knife fight. That's what I know. <laughs> Cut me to the quick. <laughs> And he's fucked up again. Unheard of. Well, out the the whimper here, folks. Well, uh, crackly, good. Crackly or not. Hey, everybody, thank you for being here. It's 11 O'Clock Comics, brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, where you can get Amazon-level discounts on your favorite uh, (laughs) funny books and and bric-a-brac. And if you're a first-time Discount Comic Book Service customer, you can enter the code EOC8 into the slot and reap the rewards right there in the comfort of your own frickin' home. In your travels, I'm going to throw a nice big bone to DC. Nice. Not for Flashpoint, because I don't really care. Uh, I, I, yeah, I bottomed out after that, after the first, like, two and a half issues. I said, fuck it, I'm not reading this anymore. It's just not doing <laughs> it. Uh, the, the miniseries, the spinoffs are just, bleh, for the most part. No, I don't need but that. But the light, damn, the light, but, Jesus. It's like, I'm gonna throw DC a bone. I am gonna throw them a big bone. Say, yeah, because this, out there's crap, but. this retro stuff that they're doing is top freaking notch. Oof. What you oh. No, really. Uh, there, there was. I saw three of them today. Every one of them was really good looking. That Wonder was it Woman. Seventies or the eighties. I don't know which one it was, but it was like a Wonder Woman retro thing with uh, the lead-in story was J Bone. It was incredible. It was. Uh, it was gorgeous. The Batman one had Tom Mandrake. Come on. Uh, Just. I, I can't wait for. Uh... When TV starts like filming in black and white again, and then having like Turner colorization. No, no, no. This is new. The new stuff I'm talking about. Plus, you get you get a primo old reprint for four ninety nine. It's good. And then the Flash one looked I really. Feel like Julian. Why? Yeah. Whatever, old man. What? What the hell? <laughs> Wrong. I. Oh, how could you be a wet blanket, J Bone? You don't like J Bone? <laughs> I be a wet blanket. J-Bone. You, you don't... <laughs> Holy shit. It's like an alternate freaking universe here. <laughs> now, now I know. I'm in the age of apocalypse right now. <laughs> you're, in, you're inside Legion's head right now. That's weird shit. But yeah, if you, if you want... Fuck. So you, you, Jason's my salt Peter. If if you want uh, value for your money, four ninety nine for I think the equivalent of two plus comics. Check out the DC retro stuff. They're wait, 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 time out. But so if wait, you so of one new comic and one reprint, right? Yeah. Okay, that's it's not the full, comic, it's a full twenty page new comic. Or yeah. Page story. Oh, all right. No, it's a full. It's the, the J Bone thing was long. <laughs> Fuck! I don't get it. What the <laughs> frig? 
fan of the throwing print and charging. I don't like that. Doesn't work for me. I don't. Well, you could buy Venom Fear itself and pay again for the first fucking issue. <laughs> Did you see that today? They put out Venom Fear itself, and the majority of the comic is friggin' reprint. Really? Yeah. It's That's... it's Venom number one all over again, as if it didn't have four friggin' printings already. Wow. Like, no, I didn't give me a break. Yeah. Dude, mm. Check out this. De- don't listen to these assholes. Check out the DC <laughs> Retro. It's good stuff. Well, you know, here it is. They've done, they've done 70s, 80s, 90s. Which, which are you talking about? Oh. I don't I don't know what they're called. All I, know, I, all I saw was Wonder Woman Retro. Let me you while you're doing that while you're doing your thing. I'll I'll Google something. Okay. Hold on a second, though, Mister. Because if you're gonna start make calling us assholes, let me remind you that your tweet today said I almost bought a Wonder Woman comic today. I almost did. I'm gonna wait till it gets in the yeah, friggin' exactly. cheap You looked for it. <laughs> like, thought the J one stuff was pretty, but not enough to plunk down the four ninety nine. So it's true. Change. I'm glad. I'm glad you you actually read my tweets. Well, see, it's nice that he reads them. If only someone responded to theirs. I'm just saying. Oh Christ! <laughs> All right, here it is. It's called. The one I the one I saw today. Come on, rock melt, you piece of shit. It's called uh, because it's not a resource hog like Firefox. It's called Wonder Woman uh, Retroactive DC Comics Retroactive Wonder Woman. Yeah. There's only three of them this month. Dude, I don't I don't keep track of everything. But it's it's there's value to these things. That's what I'm saying. More importantly, Flashpoint. Yeah, it's bullshit. Nah. I'm, 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 me and Chris are simpatico. I'm, I'm with him. Flashpoint's way better than Fear Itself. Like, yeah. immensely better. Immensely? Wow. Okay. I don't know about that. Are you taking, yeah. uh, it's, taking into account all the miniseries and everything? The miniseries are garbage. No, I mean, no, I think no, there's no, like maybe no, no, yeah. I, I there's maybe like two event. issues that I I read where it's like yeah that that wasn't so bad, but more often than not, I I I read them and I was like, Ugh, geez, it's like Ipecac. <laughs> we're just uh, yeah, we're at odds today. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Somebody I'm went decent. on vacation, got rested it's and relaxed and focused and and you know ready to you know. I'm not saying Fear itself is much better, but the the main I think the main series yeah, Fear, Fear itself kicks Flashpoint's ass. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's it's, it's not well okay. Now, now see here it is here here's the secret of eleven o'clock comics. Vince says something stupid, and then I come back and say something equally stupid on the other end of the spectrum to try and pull it back to the middle. It's so I was going to say something like, but Fear itself isn't fucking doing anything. Because it hasn't moved anywhere, which isn't exactly true, but has shades of truth. Because it's not fucking doing anything. The story's not going anywhere in the main series. I want to get back to last but, week when you guys kept telling, tell, telling, talking about how the boy was right again. Because that's a. Uh... But the thing has a hammer. Oh, big! Oh my God! The that's thing right. has a hammer. See, issues, thing has a hammer. Children's Crusade, baby. That's the event y'all should be reading. Yeah, I think you're right. I got. I got to get in on that. You do, dude. Oh, I weep at that artwork. If I oh, I need to do that artwork. I, it's awesome. I Jimmy, weep Jimmy, at Jimmy, it. Jimmy Chung, you got to hook a brother up. Nobody wants a piece of art more from you than I do, buddy. Come on, help and, a brother. And I, and I tell you what, you 
hit the fucking uh, nail on the head with Legion Lost. I'm almost done with the oh, hard nice. I've got like two two issues left yeah. of it. God, is that so fun. And speaking of that, oh, it's like so 11 o'clock retroactive. Go ahead. Yes. Well, speaking, uh, just just listen to you. Uh, <laughs> thanks to, uh, to to everybody on the forums, you know, Paul French and, and a bunch of other people for oh, taking yeah. the time to really uh, explain a lot of the questions I had had about the Legion pre and post uh, that series because it really did. I mean, Paul especially did a really, I thought, awesome, um, you know, concise synopsis of the different uh the different uh legion you know the because we were talking about the three the three you know the different uh the three legions and he really explained each one and the differences and the timelines and it really helped uh you know sort of clarify for me um all that stuff and i really appreciate it and uh, i definitely have heard enough on that thread and and uh subsequent to the conversation that i'm going to definitely look into uh this con, this New York Comic Con, I'm gonna definitely try and score some, uh, some of those, uh, those, uh, legionnaire, uh, legionnaires and the, uh, the Legion World, uh, stuff. Just, yeah. yeah. He's, Paul's very knowledgeable on the Legion and, yeah. uh, nice. Yeah. And he can play the, the hell out of a guitar. If he had a hammer, he'd be awesome. Even more it's awesome. It's true. Yeah. Uh, Vince, just so you know, the three DC retroactives that came out today, the, the Batman, the Flash, and the Wonder Woman were all from the 70s. Yes, they were okay because yeah, it's, they. It's right the, in the, the title. So yeah. The, the flash. <laughs> shut up. The, 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 the flash one reprinted DC Comics presents number two. And who did the art on that? Jose Luis Garcia. What? I didn't hear that. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Oh, there you go. There you, uh, come on. Even if you even if you have it, just seen it again for freaking four ninety nine. Just buy the damn thing. That They're good. Yes, alien. Around with you. That was, that yeah, was shit. Second part of a two part. I don't get it, but hey, if you think it's worthy of including <laughs> it in the issue. Well, let's hope that, that you know, he doesn't do that when they release you know, the first new number one of DC Book 52. Maybe it has connections. You oh, don't know. Oh, look at that. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. You don't. You don't. I remember I when DC Comics get... Presents number one came out, how stoked I was for that issue, and it did not disappoint. And the, I think. The, memory serves the second issue is even better than the first one so yeah oh yeah everybody's got to hit me in the balls it doesn't matter what i say talk about funny animals it's crap and whatever who who said your early stuff was crap who's got stuff i think chris has been in your travel god you are fucking rusty dude rusty what the hell are you talking about i'm on fire i'm on fire go after you in the in your travels. I'm so on fire this same, week. It's not even funny. I'm Johnny Storm. Order he wasn't every, dead. Every he did. fucking week. He did. Go he ahead, did. Chris. I'll tell you, he did. Let's keep Chris up way longer than his bedtime. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to be sleeping more. <laughs> um, I, I, have, I have an author whose books I'm very, very fond of. Uh, my, uh, my wife turned me on to him. Uh, his name is Christopher Moore. And if you are uh, familiar with such books as Bloodsucking Fiends, uh, A Dirty Job, You Suck, and Bite Me, uh, you will uh, you'll know Christopher Moore. Uh, it, really, really fine author. And uh, um, writes, uh, writes novels that always, almost always have a supernatural uh, twist to them. Uh, often set in uh, in San Francisco, which is where he's from. I think he splits his time in between San Francisco and Hawaii. And um, uh, probably my favorite book of his is called A Dirty Job, and it's about a guy who accidentally kills death 
and and therefore has to kind of inherit the job and 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 becomes death and hilarity ensues um that's you know kind of the the tone of his stuff well uh he has uh just recently completed his first graphic novel and it's called the griff and it is um um it is published by doo, 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 doo. it's not it's a uh, william morrow it's a harper collins imprint and uh and it retails for uh, 22.99 so it's a little pricey i think they're going uh, definitely after you know book market christopher moore fans but uh it, it looks like uh, from from the appearances, two crazy kids that get involved in an adventure with um, um, with griffins or dragons, and uh, I'm going to read it this weekend. I will repeat or uh, report back. But if you're a fan of Christopher Moore, you should know that his his first uh, full length graphic novel has been published. So there you go. Bear gets well, WD forty because you're rusty. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, 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 Rusty, I know what fucking order we go on this shit. David, <laughs> you next? Oh, I guess you are because you're third every fucking week. Wow, look at you. Damn. You need I'm to take to, a uh, pill, man. Get time out. And guess what? Uh, what will go after you? I'm gonna. Uh, I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna throw any travels out there that's not a comic book. I'm gonna say if if, uh, if you have sci-fi. Alphas. Oh, that looks good. It it it's surprisingly good. It um it is basically it, it it's a little bit of, of everything. But, uh, the the group consists of um is is led by a psychiatrist who, as far as I know right now, does not have any powers. But the uh, the team consists of uh, somebody who's super strong, but only in a flight or fight. Sense uh, the type of uh, strength you get when you, you know, lift a car up off a baby, and then your adrenaline wears off. You have a woman who can uh, sense, who pretty much has uh, extra enhanced senses. Uh, she can tell you she the chest piece, and she can tell you know if there's pollen on it, and, and what type of flower that, that pollen is from. Uh, there's a woman who can hypnotize you as long as she can kind of bend your will as long as she main eye contact and there's a guy Gary who's pretty much my favorite who can um, read electromagnetic waves he can pull conversations or um, camera footage out of uh, out of thin air he's, he's kind of like rank man but uh, just the way he, he seems to be autistic but uh, it's it seems to be pretty well done uh, the second episode came out this past week um, the title uh, of the episode was cause and effect and and the the main character that they were going up against could, uh, if he tossed a quarter in the air and, and it uh, it landed in, in someone's drink and they took a sip from that from that cup and ended up choking and fell back into a waiter who then you know ended up falling on someone else and then he can basically see a chain of events happening just by him causing it and it's it's, it's really well done the, the act is pretty tough it took the TV show, not like a sci-fi movie. It's not one of those uh, killer octopus-style movies that they like to do. It, it just seems to be a really well-done television show, and it's something that uh, I didn't think I was going to enjoy or at least stick with as far as keeping space on the DVR, but as of right now, I am. 
We really got to fix your problem, dude. All right, cool. Good to know. <laughs> we really, really got to get to the bottom of this shit. We got to figure it out. We got to get like... Yeah, because it's not it's not fair to David. It's really not. It's not. It's not. True. Uh, and in your travels, um, you got to check out, because you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't, another top shelf recommendation. Start See, starting with a top shelf book, ending with a top shelf book. Only I'm pretty sure this one doesn't have fucking in it. Uh, and that is uh, that is due out uh, Infinite Kung Fu yes. by uh, Mr. Kagan McLeod. Yeah, okay. uh, it's twenty four ninety five cover. Um, I know it was solicited in May. It's coming out anytime now. But you, if you, you know, I know some of you like to try before you buy. If you go to Top Shelf, <laughs> if you go to their website, TopShelfComics.com, you can read. Uh, I think the first two hundred and fifty pages. It's <laughs> nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's much in the same way that uh, I loved uh, Aphrodisiac. One of the things I thought that Aphrodisiac did really well was play with a lot of different genres together, and that's what this—that's what Kagan does here. I mean, it's—it's it's, as you can gather from the title, it's at its heart a. a con- oh boy! Oh damn! Jason, mute button. Ah, sorry, I hit the mute. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's an homage to the uh, '70s kung fu films, but. I mean, he throws everything at you. I mean, you know, uh, like time travel, zombies, uh, I mean, all sorts of crazy shit, all mixed together near perfectly. And um, the art style is just, I love the art style. I mean, it, it's, uh, McLeod would have fit in perfectly, um, you know, in the old uh, EC or Mad Magazine, you know, uh, style. It would have it would have been perfectly fine in that kind of, you know, mode. It's it's great stuff. He's a great cartoonist. So um, I, I, I see highly, a lot of... Highly, What's I that? see a lot of Dean Haspiel in his work. Sure, okay, I can see that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I highly, highly recommend this book. It's four—I think it's four hundred and fifty pages, uh, the the collected edition. But like I said, you can read a lot of it on the web if you want to try before you buy. And you will buy once you get a look at it. Yeah, for yeah, sure, you will. You will. All right, everybody. Uh, sorry for Chris's performance this week. He'll be better next week, <laughs> uh, and, and so and so will we. Uh, this is 11 o'clock comics and we love you so much come back with us next week hey yo we'll be sharp, we'll be sharp like a razor next week I thought we were pretty damn sharp this week I cool. thought hey whatever yeah. what oh man <laughs> I guess uh, I'm only... you say. yeah okay google the Kate Upton Sobe video oh my god have you guys seen that no idea what you're talking about you you well you don't follow my tweets exactly then because I I retweeted the link to the high definition version of the Kate Upton uh, that's a rap video good God this woman is incredible a little secret about Woodrow I rarely if ever will click on links to YouTube or video stuff that people send me there we uh, go yeah. see see you you would have done it if you saw the preview of this maybe all highly unlikely though. Mm. I'm like that with YouTube links and um, and and like longer links. I if if you can't say 140 characters, I very rarely click the link. Yeah, I don't know why it is. I know I know I'm way out of the loop here, but I I I find most things on YouTube horribly unentertaining. I'm gonna have to <laughs> send you the link, or just yeah, go yeah, back I'll, and look I'll, at. It. I mean, if now that you've brought it to my specific attention, I'll I'll take a look at it. But shit. Yeah, I'm 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 not a part of YouTube generation. 
Tatum's don't don't really, don't really, don't really care about the cats dancing. We're driving Vince to tears tonight. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. I love that video. <laughs> they they raping everybody that out there. That sounds funny. I don't even know exactly, but that sounds that's, good. That's doo-doo. Yeah, they came through the window. He's all, yeah, he's you are so high. dumb. Yeah. You're really dumb. For real. <laughs> I love it. Say bye. <laughs> I got weed by some idiot from the projects. See you. Yeah. <laughs>